Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Hey, welcome to the session. Only our second session live from the studio in, um, well, in two years. Our second session of 2022. I'm your host. You remember me, Justin Crosley. I was on the show way back when. Um, Since then, Bevo and JP have been holding down the fort for me um, until about a week ago. Oh, there's that studio failing on me again. Um, I'm happy to be back. We've got in-studio guests once again, people who are... No longer afraid to be in a room with other humans, which I'm excited about. So I've invited friends into the studio. First off, my very good friend. I'm so happy to see you back in a chair here in the studio. Teresa Pasuti from Crooked Lane. Thank Welcome you, Justin. Back. I am I am obviously so glad to be back. I'm I'm actually floating just above my chair right now. <laughs> I can see that. You look taller. It's it's an incredible feeling. Good to and be back. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's it's been my hope and dream for all this time. Is that right? Now I can tell you're lying. Absolutely. But, this, <laughs> but it is. Uh, but I am very happy to have you back. No, I, here I honestly, I'm so jazzed to be here. Good, good. Yeah, I thought that maybe we'd have to wait longer. But finally, I was like, you know what? No, no, we're just we're getting back in the studio. And then uh, as an encouragement, uh, my friends from Arizona Wilderness Brewing Company agreed with my decision. They were willing to travel from Arizona uh, out here to the Bay to be in the studio. So I would like to uh, please welcome Arizona Wilderness to the studio. Uh, First off, we have, you've never met her on the show, even though you've met a couple of the people from Arizona here, but Johanna Lortscher, who is the head of people and culture at Arizona Wilderness. Johanna, welcome. Thank you so much. Great to be here. I'm really glad to meet you. I learned in our pre-show interview that you used to live right here in Concord, California. I did for a little bit, yeah. That was awesome. Your your husband's from here, but yep. like born and raised. Born and raised. So we got to commiserate over some old dive bars that we yeah. used to uh, frequent, which I, I always like that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so also from my other old stomping grounds in the in the desert uh we've got jonathan buford and and patrick ware from arizona wilderness both with us today jonathan is the um well founder and um and founder guy i think is the title he likes mostly is that that what you'd use sometimes just yeah yeah. (laughs) and patrick ware who's also co-owner and head of uh, brewing operations is here with us and thanks for getting us beer patrick I guess I did that. You did that, yeah. Yeah, thank you. you. Just take credit. It's fine. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah. I don't do shows anymore. You know, years ago, we would do a show 
with or without beer, we were just happy to have guests. But a few years ago, I told Bevo, I was like, you know what? If they, if we invite them, everybody says yes, and they don't send us beer, cancel that shit. We're not doing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What am I going to talk about? You know, of course, we're going to talk about plenty of other things, but I want to talk about the thing that you do. You were the first canceler. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I invented amazing. cancel. Yeah. Oh, my God. Among a lot of other horrible things I've probably invented, cancel was one of them. So thank you for getting us beer, and we're going to talk about that today. Oh, yeah. Um, now, uh, Arizona Wilderness Brewing Company, obviously from Arizona, but... Um, the, the original pub and brewery is Gilbert? Yeah. Okay. Because I was. Bustling town. Of Gilbert, yeah. Arizona, Gilbert. which is a suburb of Phoenix, right? Yes. I mean, it's right next door. It's as Caucasian as it sounds. Okay. Um, it's, it's a suburb of Phoenix that doesn't have a ton of diversity. Okay. Good people, good folk. What's the desert? I mean, that's what happens. But we went to downtown Phoenix in our second location and kind of lived the dream that we wanted to diversify who drinks at our places. So okay. It's a good dichotomy. Though Gilbert does have a lot of uh, small local farms. Yes. So that oh, inspired yeah. some of the, the brewing practices that yep. we, we have now. Excellent. So Gilbert's the one that I was just at, the, the original brew pub. I yeah. was there back in November. Stopped a beautiful, like, 80-degree November day yes. in the desert. Reminded me of being a kid when I was never cold. <laughs> Here in the Bay, that's different. You still look tan. Uh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I have that like leather desert skin that yep. you get when you grow up in the desert. It, it starts at like seven years old, <laughs> and by does. twelve, you're, you it, look like you've been in the desert it, on a bike for it, years. It yeah. does. Like staff likes to make fun of me sometimes. Like, oh, Justin's been on vacation again. I'm like. Guys, it's this way every day of my life. It doesn't get darker or lighter. You're so healthy, though. I don't get it. <laughs> Is that what it looks like? I'm pulling that off well, then. That's good. Uh, and then, okay, so the Phoenix location, and I've been there, too. That's the kind of the beer garden. That's like the big old beer garden. Yeah, that's the one where we traveled a lot. You know, we all kind of went to these international beer festivals and kept noticing a trend mm. of giving people space to drink and talk. Yeah, yeah. And less um, staff you know, corralling people. Okay. Um, and more like, hey, just come in and enjoy a pint. So you can tell our maturity between yeah. the two. Keep it simple, though. Yep. Like, that is mm-hmm. like the age old model. And uh, we have half of that here. So, like, our outside is just community tables. Yeah. And it's a beautiful we wanted, location, we wanted by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank beautiful. you. Well yeah. Done. Uh, I was talking about it before. It used to be a coffee shop. And I've grown up all around here. And so, yeah, we looked for a good year at all kinds of awful locations. Um, <laughs> Isn't that fun? And, um, Johanna, I'm sorry, what's your husband's name once more? Steve. Steve, do you remember Time Out, the dive bar around the corner? The first uh, underage place I went to and got drunk. Okay, time, yeah, yeah. So Time Out was everybody's favorite dive bar. I've, I probably bought more drugs there than I care to talk about. Uh, but I also used to, when I was a musician, we used to play in bands there. That's, that's right around the corner. And I looked at that as a location, too, because Time Out finally went out of business. Um, but it needed so many renovations that I just it was not in my budget and uh, oh it was awful yeah I had to take out some you big under yeah I don't know if you can hear Steve off my but he he knows what a disaster it was I mean the only bonus would have been I probably could have sold a lot of the cocaine that we swept up from the carpet uh, I wish they could have seen his smile when you brought it up he's like oh I know yeah Yeah. well so I I yeah I passed on it. It's now a beautiful brewery. Uh, I'll give them a little plug right now, too, actually. Uh, Sidegate Brewery just opened in Concord. Uh, only the third, I think, brewery in the city. And a really cool spot. And they did all the renovations, and, and now it's gorgeous. So anyway, I'm glad I didn't take it. I couldn't afford that. We chose this one, and, and, it's, and it's our home. You're doing well. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. 
Um, okay, well, we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, I did want to welcome back to the studio Bevo real quick because I don't know that anybody's heard from her in a little while. I feel like you even you abandoned JP on his shows when he was doing the Zoom shows, too. Is your mic not Is- on? Oh, there we go. Yeah, no. Can you blame me? Uh, no, I don't blame you. I okay. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zoom. Zoom was Zoom malicious for about five minutes, and then, yeah. and it, then was just, it was just oh. it was rough. It was rough. Um, I I did abandon him, but he didn't really need me. No, you were probably just sitting there staring into the camera the exactly. whole time. Exactly. I like. I think he told me once I had dead eyes, and I was like, <laughs> "All right, I don't need to be here anymore." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is, is Bevo a chosen nickname? Uh, you know, Justin came up with it, gosh, 15 years ago. Yeah, you were like 10. I was, <laughs> oh, you're cute. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he just came up with it and it stuck. But okay. It, I it, hated it for a minute and then I was like, but it's I fine, was wondering whatever. that because it doesn't seem like, like, can you please just call me Bevo? Yeah. <laughs> well, and it does depend. I pretty much introduce her as Bevo to almost everybody, unless we're like working with the city or something, yeah. like on our beer fest. Yeah. That's the only time in her whole life I'm ever like, oh, this is Beverly. This How is many times do you think someone thought Bevo was like a drunk guy that you were going to bring along? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Well, and I've gotten, you know, I've gotten in trouble in the past. People who don't know the show they're like oh he's so disrespectful and bevo and i are like we're practically best friends we're like almost married she's married but if she wasn't she's also unfortunately married to me she's like your weird brother i'm she's my weird brother yeah she's i'm also his weird brother exactly exactly like there's no like yeah well honestly when i met you guys i felt a kindred spirit about this because my main name is beavers oh right so my coach used to call me the Beav or Beavs. And I was like, oh, Bevo, I know where you're at. Like, I get that. <laughs> I get I get the shame slash, you yeah, know, pride yeah. of being a Beav. Right. So, well, and know. I'll call her Beav and Beaver with that with zero. There are no connotations from here. No, it's no. just a nickname. No. And then I've gotten in trouble for that. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that he calls her Beaver. And I'm like, you, yeah. first, first, first of all, all listen mind, for five more minutes. You, your brain is the one that's in the gutter. Yeah, I didn't do ours, that. <laughs> That's not what you're totally. saying. Man, great question, Jonathan. Well, hey, yeah, you know, it's been Very on good. my mind. <laughs> I know, and we can all rest assured, like they're not as dirtbaggy as they seem. Right. You know, not all good. the time, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I did just want to do a quick check in with you, Beef. Things going okay? The family's all right. People want to know. Sorry, I, I'm still trying to remember how the the studio works. Yeah, that's okay. Um. Yeah. No, things are great. We all got COVID. Oh, you did, <laughs> but uh, just we all recently, did nicely. you get did you get this new one? Uh, we got the Decepticon? new one. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so. <laughs> I think that's what Sam calls it. No, he calls it Megatron. Megatron, yeah, Megatron. That, yeah, yeah. We all got Megatron. It was yeah. fine. Yeah, we were all recovered nicely. We're doing great. Okay, happy to be out of the house. I felt right. like I was grounded. Can I talk about Sam a little bit and his 100%. and his life decisions? So, uh, oh no, you want to leave that off the air? I don't really care. You don't care? Are you I'm sure? Death threats. But <laughs> he I'll doesn't care. care. He don't give a crap. So, and I don't. Whatever your feelings are, I don't really care. But Sam won't. Sam won't vaccinate. And he's not like an anti-vaxer, right? Like I think your kids probably have he's vaccinations, just lazy. right? He's just yeah. And yeah. he just he he actually I yelled at him for like three hours one night getting drunk about it, and he he never could give me a real answer. And anyway, I'm not gonna lie. When they got the, the Omicron, there was a little part of me that wanted him to die. <laughs> just a little part so that I could say I told you so. I just wanted to be like, you see, Sam, 
I would have, you know, and I would have done it. I would have done it at the funeral, Bebo. I would have been that guy. I would have been right there and said, I told you so. How do you respond to that? Like, we all have that little part. I get it. <laughs> but, like, all the way to dead? It could have been, like, in the part. hospital. And then, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, like, no, all the way to dead. Put on a ventilator and then recovered. Like, yeah, close now, to death, not full now, death. Johanna, I'm glad you asked that question Sam, because I'm glad you're alive. <laughs> I'm a I'm a slow I, I I'm slow with my feelings. So I'm giving you my initial feelings were definitely mm. man. I just kind of hope he croaks uh, because then I could win. Um, and then you're truly married to. But Bebo. then I could then I could okay. marry Bebo. Okay, right. I see where this is going. But I will say, as time evolved, when I uh, when I when I finally saw Bebo today. I did alter my wishes, and I said, "Well, I just wish he had some like awful side effect that stuck around, you know, like a limp arm, or uh, he can't see out of one eye, like something that I would just be able to make fun of him for, forever." Would be hilarious. That was that would be hilarious. Really at the top of my list. Yeah. Uh, I know what you were thinking. <laughs> literally what he said. I don't know why he edited limp, himself for the limp show. Limp arm. <laughs> limp arm. Um, <laughs> Well, I all right. I'm glad you and your family are healthy, Bevo. There just was a little part of me that wanted to, you know, be able to tell Sam I told you so. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. you're going to have the opportunity to say you told him so about something. Right. At some point. Eventually. Eventually. I'm glad you're safe. I'm happy to see you back in the studio, B. Uh, last week's show wasn't okay. the same without you, uh, mostly because I don't know how to work this camera stuff. It's apparently, so, me either. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's dive in to. Uh, Let's just start with beer, shall we? That's the easiest thing to do. Arizona Wilderness was kind enough to get us five different beers. Uh, they're all on tap here at the Hop Grenade, so if you're local, come on down. Um, and we're going to start with a beer uh, called Don't Fuck It Up. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Don't Fuck It Up. That's the one on the left, they told us. On the left. Okay. Yeah. Great beer name. Um, Patrick, what is Don't Fuck It Up? Don't Fuck It Up. Um, so don't fuck it up as a beer mm-hmm. is it's 100% Sanagua malt um, which is our base malt that we use okay um, we can go into the might, story of should, Sanagua should we, we, yeah, yeah we should yeah, well, yeah we can use this to talk about your culture because you guys and <laughs> I used to make fun of you guys for this before I knew you right because you're into how fucking good looking we are you see throw it all around <laughs> yeah best looking guys <laughs> in beer <laughs> jerks um, local ingredients local farms See, my desert was different. We didn't have farms in my desert, but in your desert, you do. Yeah. And so I was, I was taken aback when I heard about your company ethos years ago. Yes. That you want, that you guys had, uh, had you were growing barley right there in, in Arizona. Yeah. I'm which glad is your in this show beer. is two That's hours because right. yeah. this one, this one needs to be told uh, not just for uh, our purposes and ego and what we're doing, but. I believe it's a blueprint model of what you have to do in the Southwest. Okay. I mean, it would be nice to say all breweries across the country are doing this. Um, it's two-toned. It's connect the local community like hundreds of years ago, craft beer would have been called beer. Yeah, and, just beer. And yeah. beer would have been truly your community's flavor. You wouldn't even have added local to it. It's still right, just right. beer. Of course King, it was local. King Henry yep. was like, only yeah. local beer. <laughs> but... but it, it is true. We do need to connect back to our breweries should be a gateway to connection. And then, let's be honest, we're fucking it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sanagua <clears throat> is a beautiful story uh, that involves the Nature Conservancy. And they had never really done this before, worked with the brewery directly. Is that the name of the farm? No, the Nature oh. Conservancy, actually, the, the international um, conservation-based company that's it's got the ear of the president. It's got the ear of you okay. know uh, a lot of states, uh, government, um, and they buy land specifically, manage it, 
and then sell it to somebody that they approve. And they have major, major, major donors. Like, like, you know, billionaires would be donating to them. Okay. So they generally don't have a vested interest in coming to a brewery that's in a small, you know, to them a small market of beer drinkers. But I see. we, um, because of our passion for the state, they noticed that and said, hey, can, we, we have some questions for you about program we want to have we have a farm in central arizona which has a river called the verde river Mm -hmm. means green got it um and we would like to switch farms from cotton alfalfa and corn which are traditional crops grown in the area and they happen to be grown in Mm -hmm. the worst times of year when the river water is needed we would like Mm -hmm. to switch those farmers over to a lower water intensive crop now yes. we're two and a half years in. We're they they reached out to you about this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. So to rewind a little bit, yeah. uh, an employee of ours actually worked for the Nature Conservancy, and um, introduced us to Kim Shonick, who runs the Verde Valley, and her whole purpose is to save water in the Verde Valley. So what she noticed was, hey, I'm riding my kayak in the river during the summer, and I have to drag it. Over oh. rocks. Oh, yeah. Which is cliche Arizona. You would think, oh, it's normal, right? Yeah. No, it's actually not. Sounds like the desert to me. It's yeah. not normal. And what happens is it actually raises the water temperature in the river. Mm. So the fish don't spawn, the birds don't show up, and all these terrible things happen. So what her job was was to try to find economic solutions to put water back in the river and get the water flow back. So okay. AKA, don't have the farmer lose money because that, that'll end quickly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Of right. course. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, you get, so several problems to solve and mm-hmm. not kill a farmer. Yeah. So we, yeah. we hear this, and you know, I, I this could go on too long, and and I think I'll cut you off as, as yeah, soon as well, we good. get there. Thank yeah. you. You're Cause, all right. Cause so far, you're okay. This is a passion okay. project, but I, I'll I'll speed it up for digestible uh, story tidbits. But it's you've gotten us. You understand where we're coming from. That we care. This group approaches us, but there's still this malt house, and anyone understands malt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't. You just. You can't send off locally grown malt to um, Admiral Malt or up to the Skagit Valley. It would be just as dumb as buying it from, you know. Sure, from shipping big, it back and forth. Yeah, yeah. but we actually did so do that. So there was no malt house initially. Yeah, we did do that just malt. to test to see the protein analysis, the boring stuff. Yeah. We did that, came back, brewed the first beer. You'll never guess no one gave a shit, but <laughs> our staff did and our brewers did. And so that's really what we learned quickly is your brewers will start to care a lot when you are – um, living to the standards that you say. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of companies saying we're doing these things, and, and the brewers are like, we're not really doing those things. Yeah, yeah. So we, we get that back, and we have the meeting, and it's like, we can't do this anymore. They see the financial impact. And, and by the way, the gas mileage back and forth. I went to Blacklands Malt, which is in Austin. Uh-huh. And if you do the mileage, it's not really yeah. uh, ethical or sustainable to do that. But we, we um, had kind of given our point across we would we would be on board if you could figure this out well this guy shows up named chip and chip's like i got the money for a malt house oh wow okay that's a lot yeah and then you gotta run it yeah i have a background in engineering i can do this the same the same guy same guy (laughs) wow happens to love the verde river okay everyone loves a certain you know a lot of outdoors people identify with a mountain or a river verde is definitely right through the heart of arizona and if you know it you love it so Chip's it's like, the last wild and scenic river. Okay. Yeah, designated by Congress as wild and scenic, which is similar to the wilderness okay. designation. It's the highest designation for a river. Why is it not Arizona Wild and Scenic Brewery Brewing Company? 
I like that. I just want to know. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have now. to be on the river, though, right? Yeah. 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 Here's what I love to see that. Also, I'm thinking about this guy, with, and of course, the river's his passion, but, you know, there are cheaper ways to not pick up your kayak across the rock. Uh, you know, and drag it like however far you got to go before the river's good again. But he's so he's really into this river. He's fucking into <laughs> yeah, the river. Okay. Like well, so, he's creating a sustainable solution yeah, for yeah. this yeah. problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he's he's like he sounds like Sam Elliott, so it really helps for any marketing. Oh man! Just like, oh, that's amazing. Why didn't you bring him too? Yeah. yeah, I know. I've got well, it would have really been a four-hour podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's no fun. Yeah. I mean, it's slow talking. <laughs> he's going to talk about how how hard it was to do what he did. Long story short, again, okay, it didn't go exactly. Like he thought, but he got it going. Like a lot of breweries, yeah, he thought yeah. I could do this on my own. Do I need that auger? No, I'm gonna cherry lift and do it. And uh, the extract sucked. The you know, okay, for us on the on the brewing end, it wasn't exactly great. We had to give them feedback that we're not getting you know the brewing efficiency that we were looking for, and we had to work with them. We lo- if you looked at on paper how much money we spent and lost on this, it's significant. Okay. However, three years into this, or th- four going on four years into this. We now know it's about 120 million gallons of, of water that we save per year with Sinagua, which means without water. Wow. Um, and it's at, at the base of every beer, but don't fuck it up is a real... Are you guys the only one buying this malt coming out of this, this malt house now? We are the primary buyer. Okay. Um, there are two other breweries that also buy it in the States, Sedona Beer and Ren House. Okay. Um, Big so, shout out to them for taking the leap because it's twenty five yeah, cents more per pound. Well, and that's always the thing you got. You got to be willing right. to do it. Same with yeah. Admiral. You mentioned Admiral here in the Bay Area. Yeah, you got to be willing to spend more for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Admiral but it's, for but it's all worth the work it. They do. Yep. We were able to buffer the cost in a little bit by saying to customers, like we did a, a little analysis with them. Hey, <laughs> if we were able to accomplish this task, it would add you know. 25 50 cents to a pint would you be willing to pay that mm-hmm. and it was an overwhelming yes so we just kind of took that leap of faith and said okay. we're gonna do it yeah 100 and is the idea to grow it even further to to get this malt house growing more or is it just to have kind of a, a community cycle that that works for the breweries that are there i would love all arizona breweries to see the the um positive effects yeah. of it but i know that that's ridiculous to say hey spend more mm. what we're doing is going to grow our company around these ethical values of the companies we choose okay um, yeah there, and, there is a, a goal though to grow with yeah. them and that's always been our mentality is when you find a farmer or somebody that you've worked with and and you can grow as they grow that's the best case scenario because you're both learning together you're you know, and, and with Sinagua, they're now working with local tribes to grow Sonoran white wheat as well. And they're talking about organic plots. We're talking with Kim about um, using different grains, mm-hmm. um, similar to that of the one that uh, Hub's using with Patagonia, the Kernza wheat that yeah. has a 15-foot rootstock. Uh, I mean, these are the, the best possible solutions for some of the climate yeah. issues that we have. I yeah, see. and that's, yeah. again, blueprint models, what I say all the time. We'd like yeah. this to be something where if you look at like the Greg Cooks or, or any, you know, Vinny, anyone who laid the foundation of making great beer, yeah. we'd like to take that torch, not calling Vinny old. You're not old, Vinny. Yeah. No, you <laughs> yeah. But we'd like to take that torch a little bit and then pass it down to the next generation. So here's another thing to think about. Now that there's 9,000 of us, we should be part of the community again yeah. and less about this hype thing of of baseball trading cards is what i call it and more of we are a community outpost so represent your community and i think there's no finer way of doing that than taking the local farm yeah and adapting your beer to them sure so don't fuck it up is 
that's the base malt. All of our beers use Sinagua, but don't fuck it up. Also is a message. We kind of look at it as you need to be direct right now. And yeah. as we talked about before the show, it's it's uh, it's it could be a wasteland real quick if we don't pay attention to the things we are fucking up. Yeah, because uh, some people call it leave no trace. We chose don't fuck it up to be direct. We just want to be direct. Yeah, people. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's and the timing is right for, for several reasons. But one of them that I'm thinking of, it, it, especially if you want to lead by example, is it's a lot of brewers talk now, but it's hard to become a large regional brewery. In fact, we might not see many of those for the next couple of yep. decades. Like, right. you know, your Sierra Nevadas of the world, your New Belgiums, um, well, Sierra Nevada at least is still, you know, them, still independent. Yeah. That's not going to happen so much. What is going to continue to happen is small local breweries opening up. That is still a great business model. It's still a great way to uh, make and serve beer. And so it fits with what you're talking about. If you because the smaller you are, the easier it is to to buy into these things. Yeah, for sure. Now, of course, Sierra Nevada, I think, has done some on, on, on a large scale, done things to 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 follow they this don't path talk, too. They don't but that's not going to happen on also this, on this topic. Right. Yeah. I remember years ago we had them on, and I learned about how they put in a rail spur in you know a local in order to get their grains delivered because they couldn't, or, or at least it wasn't the path they went. They were buying grains from far away but found that they could reduce costs, emissions, everything yeah. by putting in their own rail spur at the brewery so that it could be delivered by rail instead of truck to the brewery. And at the quantities that they were dealing with at that point, it was really, and, and they, didn't, they didn't, there was no marketing campaign for them around this, just like you guys. It's just an internal decision that they made that I like eked out in some interview. They mentioned a train at one point, and, that, I was, and I was the like, wait, what? The engineer mind. The yeah. engineer logic <laughs> mind is like, but it's more efficient. And you're like, yeah, that also, if every brewery did that, we would eliminate the carbon we output. Yeah, you know? and he knew all those facts, by the way. Ken, you know, I, I, I started prying, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, no, we saved something like four trillion. But, uh, <laughs> you know, four trillion pounds of CO2. And he just said it like it was nothing, and I was like, well, slow down. Like, yeah. what just good happened? On, good on them. So, anyhow, I'm just making the point, though, uh, that small breweries are going to continue to be on the rise. And so you are making a, a – this is a great example. And we're not perfect. We are sure. still learning. So we're not – we're more or less just saying here's how we do it mm-hmm. and consider these things. Not follow us maybe 10 years from now. Sure. A little help from Johanna and culture, company culture. We're going like, to talk about that. Yeah. But, but I do have to ask, is there more water in the river now? Yes, there so, is. Okay. So there, so there, there is, was yeah. a significant – I know you yeah. gave that you, – you talked about how much you saved, but like I want to know. Just, yeah. Can the kayak go over the rocks now? I so you this to come might, in June and this might not be just us, right? It's Kim and what she's done, like yeah. with all the ditches sure. okay. yeah. and the automatic gates and getting things off of flood and onto drip. Like she's done an amazing job. We're just part of that solution. And That's what awesome. she likes about our story is it's a great example to show the greater Nature Conservancy and donors and everybody here is an economically viable way to fix an issue. And that works in business also. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not just a conservancy thing. Okay. Well, right. I'm just, I'm going to jump in and say, like, when I hear a beer is called Don't Fuck It Up, I'm thinking, like, oh, it's like some great beer style. Don't fuck it up. Meaning, like a delicate like, style it's to make. Delicate or, style. We did this right. really well. And, and this is so much more meaningful. Like, I honestly think you guys should have a don't fuck it up collab and like send it out to the world and be like yeah every brewery like brew your most sustainable beer use all local ingredients use, I like it like That's a good idea. yeah use your local maltster like do That's do this yeah, beer yeah. yeah 
I, it's, I love that. It, it's so much more meaningful than what I thought it was, so I'm super delighted. Well, yeah. and with, with Admiral here, a bunch of breweries could do it here. I know that in Fort Collins, there's a maltster, too. Um, gosh, I'm forgetting Troubadour. the name right now. Yeah, thank you, Troubadour. Troubadour. Yeah. So it is something that a lot of places across the country could really do. Um, mm-hmm. North Carolina, North Carolina, Carolina yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, yeah. Th- th- that's a beautiful idea. COVID's gotten away of some of these fun, creative things, but yeah, it's coming but, back around. And yeah. what you said means a lot to me is when you hear the name, I don't get it. That's why our company's so complicated. Well, but a it lot also of these things you sell really it, well like, for the that's, sure. That's what's so great. It's about a double entendre. Your story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's. It's awesome. It's yeah, it's yeah. really cool. It well, tell us more about the beer before okay. I finish yep. it. So, it's, what is it? A honey blonde ale? It's a honey blonde. Um, but what's kind of unique about it is it's actually fooder fermented. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, I thought there's a little like farmhousey little funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so we don't control the temperature on it, and and then it's uh, raw local honey. So whatever the season is for that honey, we add that in kind of secondary fermentation. And so you get this kind of uh, almost cidery, like a little city type of note on the end. Yeah. So it's a honey blonde, but it's more than honey blonde. Yeah. But you can, for your light beer drinker, they can engage in it as well. Heck yeah. Yeah, there's just a little bit extra to it. A little, and I don't want to call it funk. So uh, years ago, my friends in France introduced me to what they call natural wine. And natural yes. wine is I like where, the right? It's natural wine, <laughs> no. but it's because they just they don't they're not so strict about the fermentation and, and sulfites and stuff. And so this natural wine still tastes like wonderful wine, but it's got a little bit of farmhouse to it, which is like not acceptable in Napa, right? right. But in in France, it's it's, it's totally acceptable. Mm-hmm. They have to label it as such, and that's what this reminds me of because there's just mm-hmm. that hint of it just tastes more natural. Yeah, I think. It's, it's reminiscent of some of the, the way that we brew as a brewery mm-hmm. because we want to mirror the almost the wilderness ethics, right? The, the idea that it's unkempt and it's yeah. kind of natural in its own state. Yeah. We would love to that be our only way that we made beer, just let it wildly ferment, but that doesn't right. really work with our <laughs> business model. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we can get into Camp Coolship and some of the, those spontaneous beers and the, the idea behind that. But, but this is just a hint of This that. is an everyday, yeah. you know. The honey special, too. We so like good. to source. Um, this is know. a draft beer, too. I mean, Yeah, well, that's flies. another thing. As you know how draft beer works these days, it's a moneymaker. Yeah. Cans are getting yeah. harder to get the labor to come in. And your average and person comes in and we get feedback from the staff that's like, uh, don't fuck me up. Give me the fuck me up beer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yep. You know, I mean, it's, they, they yeah. miss and the it's whole conservation thing. Yeah. Right around March. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Johanna, yeah, did they have to consult you about don't fuck it up as, as a name or is this stuff? This is like. No, this predates me by a long it, it, okay. time. Okay. So yeah. you, you, you inherited this problem, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just... All of this problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, by the way, yeah. Sully just texted me. He must be watching. He's, oh, he did? Uh, which he's saying, why didn't you know? Why didn't you text me? Yeah, uh, Sully, check your text messages, bro. <laughs> yeah. Because I did. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Um, um, so you, honey you're not this, just making it a honey ale. The honey in this also has a story. Okay. Just, but I do want to ask, yeah. you know, 805, which is now taken over the world, yeah. started out as a honey ale. Is this some way that you guys are like, oh, who's going to make this beer? It'll be fun. <laughs> and then we're going to rename it something amazing. How do we answer Although I don't know how it gets better than Don't Fuck It Up. And take over the world. That's not what you're doing here. 
Um, we will not be taking over the world. Okay. Do, do we occasionally uh, engage in corporate espionage from Firestone Walker? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Do, do, do I love David to death and want to be him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you got to run five miles a day. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that his thing? Yep. He, Damn it. I'm never, that's never happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> He's so much better but, looking than everybody. Yeah. <laughs> his accent is just amazing. <laughs> Sipping wine in his backyard is yeah, not so he's bad. He's got either. better hair than us. He's better looking than Patrick, for God's sake. And Patrick's know, like your calendar know. guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He's charming, though. Yeah. Put yeah, he's got that. with yeah. a glass of wine. It's... Yeah, you're not charming at all. Patrick. No. He's like, you don't have, you don't have that. <laughs> we, right, tell me about this, honey. <laughs> real quick, though, 805. We... I did stand on a Bruce stand with Matt and David and just they explained like this thing took us by storm. So right, right. it'd be nice to be taken by storm by sure. this. Yeah. And yes, we probably did say before the blow up, this eight oh five thing's really cool. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we wanted to we go on the billboards in Phoenix too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, there were unique billboards. Um, oh, I have I was a like, motorcycle. David, oh, this doesn't cool. seem like your Yeah, yeah. I like black and white photos. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I wanted to be a cowboy once. That's we awesome. get the lowriders, so we have lowrider <laughs> yeah, okay, billboards, yeah, and yeah. I'm like, "What market are you going after here, guys?" <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> I love it. But the honey is very on a serious note. The bee thing is very serious in the Southwest as well. Okay. No water means no bees because the um, trees don't pollinate as much. And the sorry, California, but the California almond harvest comes up a lot where they're oh, yeah. pulling bees over. They're coming back and not wanting to pollinate. So we like to choose uh, local honey sources because it's so easy. It's not that much more expensive. And you learn a shit ton about bees. And this but, is from a beekeeper, yeah, obviously, is yeah. kind of what you're saying, right? Yep. Like These aren't like, you know, migratory bees. Per Correct. Se. OK, yeah. they would call them local Sonoran yeah, yeah. honeybees. But it's a, a company called Rango Honey, and they take their profits and, profits and um, work with um, kids with autism. And, so and adults this, with autism. And adults with autism. Now Give them jobs. And, yeah. it, it's just like, it, don't fuck it up has this whole, what we'd like to be encompassed in one beer. Yeah. And it also is working for sales. It's crazy. Yeah, sure. So it's the it's the one that, Delicious beer too. Yeah, just, it doesn't hurt that it's a awesome beer. Yeah. I mean, it, all those things aside, like it's super solid. Appreciate it. Also, because yeah. I'm gonna avoid a honey beer on tap. Like in my own place, I'm like, mm, no, I, don't know. I I'm all about honey beer. Well, th- this one I am all about. Yeah. I, don't yeah. you think when you hear honey beer, you're suspicious if there's a honey in it because it could be yeah, sure. honey ball, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, true. Or or like it's just like syrup that you bought in a drum and you poured it in. Uh, that's where again we get into the story based yeah. stuff. You have to have really passionate servers who care about this story because yeah. it's like, don't just hand this to somebody without explaining a little bit of well, this. Well, right down to the name. Like, we, we, we're already, we're like, oh, but the yeah. name is so much more. And then now the honey is so much yeah. more and the malt is so much more. Yeah, it has to be talked we, about. Actually, the yeah, name, yeah. The name re- was a easy story of oh, yeah. a, a kid that worked for us. Um, I call him a kid. I love that. Conrad. I'm old enough That's, now. Yeah, <laughs> we, we all are. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, Connie was like going, he moved from, he worked at other half brewing company in Brooklyn and we love other half tight with them. And he, he just so happened to be coming out West gets there and he's like, Hey, want to, I want to experience the West. What's a good hiking trail. I tell him a couple on his way out the door. He's like, anything else? And I go, just don't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone in the room's like, right. Check. You know, that T-shirt. Board, yeah. yeah. Make yeah. it a hat. Yeah. All the yeah. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so great. It's a moment of purity. The spirits kind of came together. Yeah. Oh, uh, I love that. Okay. Before we, we move on, because we're going to talk a lot more about your, your company culture and your ethos. But I got, 
I'm not even exactly sure how to ask this. And, and I don't know that you can answer me honestly, but I'm going to try. When you guys thought of starting this company, was it all based on, yeah, see how happy the, the fans are out there? Like, oh, yeah, start the, start the company. Uh, in favor. Did you, were you entrepreneurs first and thought like, hey, I really need a career and I need to make some money. And then you sort of started plugging in this this ethos. Um, you're silly. And I'm Blame. not saying that you're, <laughs> and I'm not trying to imply that the answer to this it means you're fake or that you're disingenuous. I don't mean that. But I, I am curious, did you sit around with your business plan and go, listen, I really want to change the way people do business. I want to change the way people make beer. Or did you want to make beer and the rest was kind of secondary? Am I, was, do you see what I'm getting at I, here? No, 100%. And I don't know that people are ever honest about this because you I'll guys be, are I'll serious about it. And I, I just want to know if you always were or you fell into it that way. I don't know. One, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Um, married to a wonderful woman who had my back. You know, that's important. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Not okay. even to think money. I was thinking about how do you put together a business plan? At all, yeah. Yeah, and I had a window cleaning business, but let's be clear here. You look I, like a window cleaner. <laughs> right. <laughs> I take that as a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the idea of that, it, that wasn't, that was like starting in my garage because I didn't want to work for the, the man. Sure, you know? so that was something to do. I wouldn't call but that. You would, yeah, you're not like, pa there's no passion it's there. Like it's like your garage days. Like yeah, yeah. you weren't, were you thinking of money? <laughs> no, I, but I didn't want to have a real job. I'll give you that. Right. I so didn't want to have a, yeah. That was the window cleaning days. Yeah. And then came John Palmer, How to Brew. Okay. It was a gift uh, for Christmas. And I, I just, boom. And it wasn't about brewing for me. It probably was more about the story-based side. So if you go to my Kickstarter video, yeah, you can definitely see the real me. Okay, I, I just heard about this Kickstarter thing and said, "Wow, that that's unique. You're asking for money online." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're not Capitalism. selling porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kept my clothes on. Yeah, but you'll see that I, I look all these ten years later, which is crazy to think. But I'm very proud of saying I want to be a conduit for the community. It's felt, it feels political, like I sound like I'm running for mayor, but no, truly, no. I think the brewery, that's our place, is the conduit for the community. So when, your connection, what, yeah. this is what this, you're answering exactly what I was hoping you would, or in a way that I was hoping you would. The, the beer was a, a conduit for, the, it helped you start to realize the connection you wanted to make. That's really the question I'm yes. asking. It wasn't like, oh no, I just really want to make beer, and then if we can do cool I things. I took my wife's 401k, you, and it was a fucking really, gamble. Okay, I mean, I, yeah. I, oh. I did Kickstarter and bought a, a piece of shit Grundy that had a hot box welded on the bottom in Billings, Montana, and drove it back. Okay. And and I called that was the this bane guy. of my existence. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hated that you thing. guys were friends before. No. Oh, we he were, wasn't impressed. We were doppelgangers. I see. Okay. I was, I, you know, honestly, this whole time, I'm like, are they related are they, somehow? Yeah, right. Because, yeah. like, the profile is almost the same. Like, doppelgangers. Yeah, literally. We didn't know each other. We wow. had been called each other a lot, and he... In the same town. So yeah, okay. he brewed up the road. And I he, see. He wasn't so impressed with just another brewery, because he's like, you should see what you really like to work in a brewery. Yeah. And uh, and um, I was like, you should see what it's like to be creative again, you know, back and forth. Okay, and, and yeah. And what, what sealed the deal. To get into that story real quick. You are an antagonist like that, Jonathan. And I mean yeah. this in a good way. Yeah. You're, you, I can see you challenging him. Like, don't just write me off like that. Yeah. How about sure. this? What about, I said think some about stupid this? things, though, Justin. Like, you're going to work for me one day. 
I meant to say with me. I wiped. Yeah, I, I pissed I wanted, me off. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. I wasn't that into a, that. That's yeah. a dick move. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. lasso you to my business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, okay, we're all 28, 29, and yeah, once, yeah, yeah. and we we there's uh, a lot of Union Jacks that were being consumed. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 But um. That it's kind of filling the gaps of how we met. Sorry, I'm taking the okay. podcast no, no, no. completely. You're all right. Is this a podcast, by the way? Ah, fuck you, man. <laughs> it's a live. Yeah, I've resorted to calling it a podcast. Now that podcasts yeah. are popular, yeah. yeah, you could just say I my, just say my podcast, cast. Yeah, but we meet, and he, you know, the Kickstarter thing was kind of known in Phoenix. It was the second ever uh, Kickstarter with a brewery. Okay, and it was getting steam. And I bought a tippy, uh, the more from more beer, the tippy dump system, the tippy yeah. dump system. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. What a fucking system! All yeah. these years later, we were just talking like we got to get that back. Heck yeah! That was yeah. the best manufactured thing I can imagine. Yeah, they're great. And um, morebeer.com, morebeer.com. <laughs> yeah, I think right. I went there once and <laughs> somehow did that. But we uh, had a lot of um, like we needed to c- connect, and I brought them to the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I said we got to go see this thing, and he looked out the window. It's like nine years ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it feels yeah. like a thousand. But it, like he had been in the back of a brewery, just working, hard. toiling away, yeah. toiling away as you did ten years ago. Yeah, ninety hours a week was normal. Going, this is an option. Like I can drink the beer too, and that's yeah, yeah, where yeah. Uh, a lot of this like passion came from. And then the you found you side. had the same sort of ethos and passion yeah. for mm-hmm. the environment yep. and sustainability yep. that your yep. brewery at the time, we don't have to name it, but clearly wasn't yep. fulfilling that side of you. No. Yeah. Uh, well, I grew up in an entrepreneurial environment. My mom owned a shop, and so I had that inside of me. Yeah. I was like, I want to be a part of that. So that was the end goal, even working in a brewery initially, which is most brewers' goal, right, is I want to open my own brewery. Yeah. And yeah, so John presented something that was actually, you know what? I think the trip here was, it was big for me, but the first backpack, the first backpack that he took me it was on. so romantic. First, so uh, romantic. <laughs> the first, first, yeah. back, first backpack. First backpack. About the six pack around the neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell the six pack story. He wasn't ready for this backpack in which I, I love now in, in the hindsight. the Jansport? He's like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can go. I'm outdoors. I can do this, John. You know, he shows up. Uh, we were going into a canyon. Again, Justin, there's some things in Arizona that you'd be surprised with canyons, with water, and all these wonderful things. Yeah. He shows up like, yeah, I can do this. Those five-finger toe things that, you know, like, since has been sued because <laughs> they were so uncomfortable. The socks, those awful socks, yeah. Yes, yeah. and a six-pack right here on his backpack. <laughs> no no tent or no sleeping tent. bag. What? Nothing. And he's like, I just there- had an Old Navy jacket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, had you been before it. and you're no. just that hardcore or you no, didn't I'd know never, shit? I, I see. had never done it, yeah. Okay. And this was swimming. <laughs> you're like swimming 300-yard pools and wow. it was... Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And apparently... A at the end. And what, it's, what time of year was that? It was March? June. No, it had Oh, it was God. June. Yeah. June. Look, I'm a, June. I can't handle that heat in June. <laughs> but Holy then at crap. night... At okay. night, it dropped to like yeah. 45, right? Yeah. Oh, in the right. canyon. <laughs> yeah, I get in my really expensive sleep bag, you know, as you do. Jean jacket on. He's like uh, cracking low from the canning line that day. Like, I'll be fine. 
that's the first real night we fell in love. And you're oh saying that's God. what did it for you? That's what did it for me. He's wow. like, I love I'm, the I'm pain. All in. I'm checking like, yeah. all in this sleeping bag right now. That's right. <laughs> you, yeah. you felt alive. You felt yeah. connected. Broke back yes. was hot back then. It was yeah. like, this is pretty Well, good. I think the industry made a lot of young men pretty masochistic at that point. Sure. Because um, yeah. it was brutality at all times. Okay. Mm. Just yeah. You mean in it the was, brew house, just hard work and... Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was how who had the bravado to to make it through this chaos yeah you know who could lift the thing the highest and scream the loudest i mean that was the culture i came from sure oh. that's not so. just the brewing industry that was yeah I, culture i came up with in other uh, jobs that i've had before this mm-hmm. used to change tires for a living and like yeah yeah that sort of bravado thank god that's waning right yes at least starting to wane but I, I think, think see a your lot point. of men can collectively breathe and be themselves and yeah yeah and not yeah. have to Put the keg down, for goodness yeah, sake. There's, yeah. there's a dolly over there, <laughs> idiot. I remember, like, yeah. the, why wasn't that the saying all the time? There's a hand truck right there, moron. But yeah. no, it was like, yeah, well, I can lift them yeah, both. Do you remember that? Like, that, <laughs> that unnamed character. We had an yeah. unnamed character who would lift kegs up to the oh, keg God, washer, yeah. and Pat's like, you'll be here for two weeks. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or And then a, and then a disability claim. Uh, yes. So. That story never happened at Arizona Wilderness. We That was somewhere else. <laughs> okay, I got to move us forward just a bit because yeah. uh, I want to take us to a break and then we're going to dive right back in. But the we've got another beer to, to talk about before we go to break. Um, okay. So this one is La Ciudad, which is what? You said it right. I did. It's, well, bro, the California. The gringos man. in our area are hilarious. <laughs> I'll take a Lacuna. Oh, my that God. The, that's the most famous one. Wait, but Arizona is close amazing. enough to the border, too. Like They're moving from Minnesota high rates, dude. Okay, they, I they, see. They, we got to give We them. got some cowboys. That, okay. Uh, yeah, let's say. Um, <laughs> La Ciudad, uh, we, which we do love that you don't have a ton of hazies in this town. Sure, they're there, but this is Oh, the West. they're there. It's just our, our yeah. tap list in this we, case. We yeah. flirt with mm-hmm. wanting to do more of the West Coast stuff, but this is, you know, juicy, quote unquote, but it's really an approachable beer yeah. that we just don't filter. If mosaic? You... What, what, yeah. yeah. What Citra else? Mosaic. Citra Mosaic. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag. Good. Yeah. <laughs> no, but good balance of both. The the Mosaic, um, and I like it. I didn't like it at first, and I've said this on the air before, so forgive me, everybody. Crayons is this flavor that I can yeah, get out of too fair. much Mosaic, like that, you know, mm. the smell of a crayon box, um, and, and I always know when they when it's balanced right, that you can, I can call it out and go, oh yeah, there's mosaic, that little tiny tinge of crayon, but not too much. Is it like 50 50 citra or like more yeah. citra? It's 50 mm-hmm. 50. Yeah. 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 No, that's a good choice right yeah, there. Yeah, we try to, yeah. It's, so the beer, the impetus behind the beer was Downtown Phoenix opening. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to get engaged with the art community. And so John um, Thomas Breeze, the, the famed, muralist down If you're there. in the mural world, Breeze is like, you know, the, the one of the greats. Okay. And so he did the art for the for the beer. And this was our realization that we needed to have a beer on tap at all times that was a hazy IPA. Okay. Before that we had dabbled, we had, you know, Tired Hands had come done the first collab where we ever made a hazy, didn't really know what we were doing with it and uh then Worst we, fucking brew day ever. Oh, no. <laughs> How confusing was that? Great like? brewery, though, but uh, bad yeah. collab. Other than Gene putting two pounds of calcium chloride in the... Oh, yeah, no. our oh, beer was like, like, we put oh. sulfate in beer. What's that? Oh, no. uh, it didn't go well. It but. wasn't the right amount, but... What did it do? What does that do? <laughs> it turns it into this metallic tinge that burns your throat. A.K.A. Um, what every that's customer bad. wants. Yeah. What, what size wow. is your system? 15, 15 yeah. So that would oh, be yeah, like that 400 parts per million yeah. on that. 
or something. Yeah, it was yeah. too much. Wow. It was a very too brand much. new experience. Let's just call it too much. Because we yeah. heard about Hazy's. Yeah. It's all very brand it, new. It might have like gained as much as it could gain, and then it fell out of solution. Right, right. <laughs> Possibly. So, somewhere in science, Saturation. it could be explained, but it didn't work. This was oh, a waffle IPA, yeah. so it like covered up some of that. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. This version, though, this, this, to me, so cellar maker out here. We're going tomorrow. Uh, have you been before? Uh, ever had their beers? Know them, but uh, only yeah. at we festivals. Had, what's on uh, tap? Those, Great. Really those nice. two boys like to party, or they did. Yeah. yeah. They did. I think none of us like to party anymore. It, we're, we're all, all so, off the partying. It's, yeah, I don't know what happened. But anyway. Why are we talking about business? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and they do all kinds of beers and all kinds of hazies, but they've started to call, uh, there's a West Coast hazy now. Cool. Mm. Which pissed me off in the first, okay. the first interview I did with them. I was like, Fuck you guys. Can't we just have a West Coast IPA and a Hazy IPA? But Connor, he made sense. He talked me into it. Yeah, I can see It's got a dry... It's So it's still a juicy beer, but it's drier. It's got haze, but you could... It's it's a dry, hazy beer. Thank you, Connor. That's what you made. Let's see you, Dodd. I think Connor would call a West Coast Hazy. Cool. The more segmentation we can do with this Hazy IPA or IPA in general, like there's a million things that are called IPA (laughs) that... They are very different, and I'm totally in agreement. And it's also not like thickly hazy. Yes. So it's it's visually hazy, but not like excessively. Yeah. It doesn't drink and like it, that. Right. It's more drinkable and not sweet and drier and a little bit more bitter and. But it's yeah. pillowy. It's juicy. It's got it's got the hazy qualities it yeah. needs to have. This so, is yeah. yeah. This this is in my hazy IPA awesome. wheelhouse for sure. How do you get the, how do you get the haze? Is it yeast? Is it malt? So there's some prayer. prayer. There's yeah, some right. uh, there's some oats in there and um, so this Sanagua started malting Yavapai Apache wheat. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we Is that, that the white tri- wheat that you uh, mentioned? The Sonora or white wheat tribe in, in the Verde Valley that we wanted to work with or right. Kim wanted yeah. to work with. Okay. Yes. So that that's actually been relatively recent. So Yan, Yavapai Apache Nation, has been growing um, Sonoran white wheat and then a gazelle rye as well. Okay. And so they're, they're, they're the big other farmer in the Verde Valley. So there's two farmers that – but it's 6,000 acres. I mean, it's a lot wow. of farmland. Yeah. Heck yeah. So. Name comes from paying homage to – we were like the East Valley. So – in Phoenix, it's called the Valley. There's like nine valleys in yeah. America, but we call it the Valley as well. Valley yeah. of the Sun. The Valley. We're from the East Valley, which is kind of not as cool as Phoenix, you know, as far as um, culture goes. You mean Gilbert's the East Valley? Yes, yeah. that's in the East Valley, and that's very suburbia. Gilbert. 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 We wanted to pay homage to the people who kind of thrived. It's a very Hispanic neighborhood, so La Ciudad's kind of paying that. And again, all you future brewers or someone opening, just remember your community's watching. Yeah. They, they pay yeah. attention to the shit. Sure. Yep. It's also the arts district. So, t- you know, incorporating that into the beer yeah. was really important to us. Um, it's, it's an area that's, I don't like the term gentrification, but it is changing. Yeah. And so, uh, trying to keep the arts community alive and well there I is think important. I combined, combined gentrified and vacation, which is awesome. Gentrification. <laughs> gentrification. Yeah. I'm going on one next week. It'll uh, be great. Yeah. Oh, an Airbnb in downtown Denver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You tour areas that suck now, but won't later. Yes. It's a gentrification. These warehouses will be something special. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Let me get us to a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about company culture. we got more beer to try and, uh, and lots to learn from Arizona 
Wilderness Brewing Company. Go to azwbeer.com and check it out. We'll be right back. You're listening to the session. Hello, this is David Walker from the Firestone Walker Brewing Company. You are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. That's for you, Buford. I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. I think he ran five miles today. He probably, he probably ran ten today. It's Friday. You're, you're cultivating much more of a Greg Cook visage, I have um, to say. John is? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, especially with the grades coming out, yeah. I don't take as a compliment. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Was, it's more about the hat and the beard yeah, than it is the I'm, persona. I'm, I'm or beautiful. I get that. Who can be David Walker? Who, no. I want to be. David and I have an ongoing hair competition. He, he wins all the time, but I, yeah. every time I'm like, come on, just share your products with me. Share we, what you... We stayed at his ranch one night yeah. at that little side house, and his daughter, who is beautiful, but not, this is going to get weird. His daughter <laughs> walks up, and she, you know, as beautiful as you'd expect yeah. him, him and Polly to have this beautiful family on this, this property that's just incredible. And it's misty. And I swear to God, a fucking horse just runs right up to her, and she starts to pet this horse. What the fuck? And it's just, uh, David, you know, just, yeah. I, I didn't know. His life's a fairy tale. When he invited me out to the house, just I didn't magic. know. Yeah, he yeah. took me to the hitching post that it's night, magic. you know, that, that steakhouse where sideways. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is cool. And we keep driving. Yeah. Another left turn, another hill. Don't see it at night. I can see it's a large house. Yeah. I shouldn't be talking. David, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a right, shitty yeah. house. You want to give out the address? Yeah. But, but I wake up to that scene, and I'm like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just it's pinch magical me, life. Pinch yeah. Me. I'm dreaming. Yeah. I, I get it. Yep. <laughs> but I, I haven't experienced that particular wonderment. So right. just, <laughs> just catch him doing something and hold it against him. That's what I've done for years. Uh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> you blackmailed David Walker. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah. Great TV show. Yeah. I blackmailed David Walker. That's the show. <laughs> yeah. All right, Johanna. I want to talk to you about some things. Um, so I've been doing this show for a long time. And I'm pretty sure you're going to be the first, uh, maybe second. I give myself a little credit. In 15 years, HR type person. Don't call me HR lady. You're not HR. I didn't Don't call me HR lady. I didn't. <laughs> but you are an HR type position, right? Yeah. Okay, well, that's what, I, that's what sure. I meant to say for sure. HR type position. Should we fire um, him? Is that... And, uh, <laughs> and, and the reason I'm, I'm prefacing it with that is because it, it is a time of change in, in every industry, and, and breweries are no different. And... There seems to be finally this this need for, and I want to be careful about how I describe the need. To me, there's like a need for some guidance. Finally, is what is <laughs> yes. uh, because um, yeah, think I, I've said a lot of dumb things, and a lot of people have said a lot of dumb things, and and look, I think humans do and say a lot of dumb things, and so rather than like you know hitting everybody over the head with like, hey, it's time that you all, you know get rid of your evil ways like no it's actually time that we just get a little guidance about how we blurt things out yeah. and and behavior that we do so okay I'll, that, i'm sorry for the long preface but do you find that i'm right that this is a fairly new position in the small business world and then certainly the brewing world yeah for okay. sure and um so i come from a background of helping small to medium-sized businesses with their HR needs. So this is not new to the brewery world, just people blurting out things and not knowing the right thing to say. I think the brewery world has traditionally been very like 
bro-y. Yeah. You know? You can a, say, yeah, well, it's we a can lot agree of dudes, with that. It's yeah. a lot of dudes. And yeah. when there's a lot of dudes, there's a lot of broiness. And yeah. And uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's always been comfortable with everything all the time. But sure. n- now we're definitely at a point where we're just like, all right, maybe we like just tone down the broiness a little bit, right? Like, yeah. Not that difficult. Yeah, it, it's but not that difficult. But we need some help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yes. And so here's the thing about culture, is that no matter what size your company or your brewery or your restaurant or your tap room is, you're going to have a culture. Yeah. Whether you pay attention to it or not, you're going to have one. Yeah. So if you pay attention to it and you cultivate it, then you can have a positive culture that you want or you can ignore it and you can have the culture that just that happens. She looked dead in my it eyes. Happens. I said, or you could ignore it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, before I let these gentlemen chime in at all, I really want to focus on you... How long have you had this job? When did you come on board with Arizona? July. Okay, back in July. Yep, now, all the way back in July. <clears throat> now, I guess I don't. I don't know how to go with this. I, I part of me wants to know what the fuck Jonathan said to you when he's like, "Hey, we need this position," and I, I want to know how he described it. But more so, I really want to know how you described it back to him. Uh, but can we start with how Jonathan? You know, so Jonathan's like, "Hey, I really feel like we need this." Okay, so I found this job on Indeed. Okay. And I, so I have been in human resources for many years, and I am really good at my job. And um, I also love... I love love that you say that. (laughs) No, I really do. People don't do that enough. Oh, well, yeah. It's fine to know what you're good at. Yeah. Isn't it? People, look, all of you have low self-esteem out there. I just want to point something out. It's really fine to know what you're good at. And God bless you if you found it. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. And my last job was like a meat grinder, and either you got ground up or you got really, really good at your job. Okay. So I got really good at my job. Um, I love the outdoors. I love Arizona. I love camping. I love hiking. I love craft beer. Okay. So when I saw the job ad, I thought, oh, my God. Arizona Wilderness is looking for me. Yeah, and you were like, Jonathan's going to work for me one day. <laughs> well, so I didn't, Am know I, right, I didn't know anything. I didn't know John or Pat. I didn't know any of that. So I, I responded to the ad and, and I interviewed with John. It took Pat. a few months, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I mean, my main question to them was what is a good day for you? Like, what, what gets you up oh. in the morning? What makes you come to work? What gets you excited to work what was the answer that's a great question you guys want to go ahead i bet he sat here like he's doing right now he's like shit i didn't know you were gonna ask me that (laughs) when it all makes sense (laughs) that's a good day when it all makes sense okay i'll be honest at the time it didn't all make sense okay um Mm. you've been in craft beer a long time yeah you could ask a lot of brewers you as well it hasn't always made sense why do we become rock stars Mm. To some people, I know it's so weird. Yeah, why did that happen? Yeah, why is you there know, fame in beer? Sure, we yeah. we had fun with that for a second, but why is there alcoholism yeah. at high rates? Why yeah. can't we respect the craft a little more? Uh, there was chaos, and so that's probably what my answer was. Was yeah. when it makes sense, <laughs> that's a good day. Okay, but I also asked, what's a bad day? Yeah, and yeah. what mm-hmm. kills your soul, and what makes yeah. you really not want to come to work? And for them, the answer was when we get it wrong, when mm-hmm. we. We think we have all the information and we make a decision and then everybody's unhappy and we don't know why because we had the information that we thought we had all the information. So it was really about people and relationships was when what caused the the pain. And I was like, well, I think I can help with that. So, yeah. So, yeah, that so that, of course, was my next question. What do you do with that information? So you then decipher, OK, 
you guys are having relationship problems with your with your company, with yeah. your staff. And and so you immediately think what? How how are we going to tackle this? Um so my first step is always more information, right? Like I want to gather all of the facts. So um we did surveys and we talked to I talked to people, I did surveys, I talked to people. Um, I go to all of the managers' meetings. I go to pre-shift meetings. I try to get to know the people. A company of 180 just to yeah. bring it together. Okay, yeah. So I try to get to know the people and their issues and their strengths and the things that they care about and the things that drive them crazy mm. so that we can prevent those problems from happening before they do and to explain them to everybody in a way that everybody can understand. You make it sound like it's a very individual, every person process, but you can't possibly have a policy for every person. Okay, so Ooh, you... That was good. <laughs> so in yeah. HR, you want to treat similarly situated people similarly. Okay. Okay, so that's one of the magic things about HR, is that yeah. you don't treat everybody the same, because okay. not everybody's the same. Sure. But you want to treat similarly situated people similarly. But yeah, I mean, why can't we treat every individual as a person? Why can't it be about people being people and individuals being individuals? Just because you have 188 of them, then it's just harder. Okay. But it's not impossible. Okay. So in this particular case, and I don't, I don't want to go into it so far as like throwing Arizona under the bus in any way. It, was this a particularly large challenge in your career? To, you know, were there a lot of ways that you had to rewrite the the rules, or is it kind of basic? Like you were like, okay, you guys have never had this before, and we're going to implement it, and it's going to be a piece of cake. So, the answer to that question is yes and no. Okay. Oh, and also, I've only been there since July. Yeah. Right? yeah so sure. we're not still fit. going. We're, still... we're not like we're not fixed. Well, right? then you'd be fired if you were. I right, guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that because everything that's happened in the brewing industry in the last twelve months, right, mm-hmm. or that has affected everybody, not just us, but it's really affected everybody. So coming in in the middle of that, there were some immediate, there were some areas that needed immediate attention. So I'm sorry, I'm just going to make sure we're not too vague. You know, anybody who's like on the outskirts and not like reading about the industry, we're talking about claims of misogyny. Mm -hmm. We're talking about uh, a male dominant. Yeah, yeah. Rat Magnet had a a, a long uh, um, Instagram. um, uh, Yeah, I don't know what to call it. And, Uh, And this, I mean... This Threaded. affects... Thread. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. I'm so old. I don't even know what to call the fucking thing. Um, <laughs> and I would say things like this affect women everywhere. And this was just somebody like cracked the door and oh, was like, hey, yeah. have you ever experienced misogyny in the beer industry? And everybody's like, oh, have I? Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. So, so that's what you're saying. When you're talking about what's happening currently, that's yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. And so there were some areas that needed immediate attention. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we are paying attention to those areas. Is everything fixed? Is everybody perfect now? Obviously not, right? Sure. Um, we marched. We wore pussy hats. Everything's fixed now. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. That, that doesn't fix it? <laughs> Fuck. I'm going to send them back to Amazon then. Yeah. All right. Ordered eight of those she's things. talking about you marched. Oh. You wore a pussy hat, Justin. I don't think that... When, he says, when she says we, it's not you. You're not in the proverbial yeah. we. Yeah. Well, the next time I'm coming in, every, everybody's getting a hat. So let's just put it that way. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But there are also ongoing issues that will need to be addressed. But one of those issues is 
how do you make everybody in the company care about your vision and mm. your mission and your values? I mean, we are a very mission-driven company. Yeah. And we have... 92% of our company works either in the kitchen or serving food or beer. Mm -hmm. How do you make that prep cook give a shit that our beer saves water? Yeah. And yeah. that we spend more money to go with local farmers, that we get Arizona grass-raised beef, and that it's a pain in the ass that it doesn't come in pre-made patties and you have to actually weigh it out and make compost burgers out of it. Compost everything. That's a and big expense. Right. Fucking yeah. compost everything. Like, how do you make every single person in the company... If they're not so bought in, that's is, fine. But how do you make them like at least aware that that's what we do? And to so this is re this is really the big the part of your day to day is if yeah. we're if we're gonna have all of these uh, ethos that we put out there, everyone's got to at least well, like you said, at least acknowledge them. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. At least know that they exist. I see. And to does this involve and and. Um, me and my listeners aren't paying you, so I don't expect you to go into to major <laughs> detail about how to fix these issues. But I do want to know a couple things. Okay. Are we now in like three-hour meetings every other week, or are, how are we? Um, so He sounds like one of our employees. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to This suck. is what people care about. Yeah. Like, okay, well, so and also, like, okay, if I'm on the cusp, right, if I'm, if I'm a brewery somewhere, like Bevo's my HR department, which is perfect because it's just me and her. Um, so she just tells me to shut the fuck up when I, do, when I do dumb things. I just report things, things to myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. But somebody on the cusp of like maybe taking the step to, to do this a little better might want to know like, well, what am I getting into? Yeah. And there's always that fear, right? That if you, if you inform your employees of the resources that are available to them, that you're going to end up with like a flood of bullshit. But I don't think that's necessarily true. I mean, we have a, the the Not Me app, which is this really awesome reporting option for people where they can... What is that? Yeah. So it's an app where they can... They download it on their phone and they can report all kinds of things, whether somebody's making comments or unsafe work conditions. And it's a very detailed... And it can be anonymous. Oh, yeah. And you can communicate anonymously with that person or it cannot be anonymous if they don't want to be anonymous. Is that the Brewers anonymous. Association's app? The Brewers right, yeah. Well, the Brewers yeah. Association, you get a discount if you're a member cool. of the Brewers Association. I see. And it's... I love this. Very, very cost-effective, particularly yeah. considering what the, helps your employees feel safe and heard. Okay. Um, and there's always that fear like, oh, if I open the door, they're going to complain about everything. But I think you're not giving your employees enough credit to really take it seriously. It's also part okay. of the demeaning process. Sorry to jump in. It's it's very demeaning to be like, well, women might complain more if we yeah. allowed them to. Oh, wait, someone said it's, that? It's, <laughs> well, I, right. I'm only suggesting. I mean, I could be a dick, this, but that's a dick statement. No one said that, but this could be part of the. Yeah. What you're asking yeah. is not you're offensive, <clears throat> but that question's even like, but if you start to look at it that way and say, what if we open the floodgates? We'll open the fucking floodgates and find out. Yeah. And you yeah. have problems that you yeah. should address. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes you like, do I have see. serious problems, and sometimes people are just annoyed about dumb shit, right? Like, right. That's, yeah. obviously, there's going to be those situations, but you have to have that. I mean, yeah. I just keep asking people to trust me to know the difference between dumb shit and serious shit. Sure. Well, and, yeah. and you need to open yeah. that door so they so can walk yes. through it. Like, yeah. you can't just be like, only. You know, verified claims yeah. that are here. Like you have to just open it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It's a tango. It's a dance. You okay. need people to trust too. Yes. Well, and I like that you use that word too, Johanna. Yeah. That, uh, and yeah, you're yeah, trust. Yep. 
because and, and they have to trust you guys that you've hired the right person to do this. You, of course, now have to build the rapport. Mm-hmm. That was trust. an old topic. Too. Well, they have to uh, believe that she's well, what not do you mean? just and they, and protecting be- the company. And they have to believe that there's going that there's change ne- will eventually happen because this is it's like well, knocking over a coke machine. You have to rock it back and forth a little bit, right? Like yeah, it yeah. takes some there's time. There's a nasty rumor yeah. about HR people. It's just like it's being. This made is with the HR lady situation. Yeah, it's we're just, just pe- being, we're just paper pushers. Uh, perpetuate on television and funny shows like yeah. Know, oh, sure. Hilarious yeah. how they treat, I think, Toby or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. But the general sense is, oh, she's going to protect the owners. Like, she's a lawyer, was really what you some fuck people... these guys. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your job is actually really to not do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. read a book called Let My People Go Surfing, which is uh, Patagonia's kind of... That actually started the process yeah. that led us to Their Johanna. Creed, you know, okay. um, Let My People Go Surfing, and then to the B Corp. Um, which why was, we want to become a B Corp yeah. brewery and why we were led to this great. You know, what's a What's a B Corp to everybody? Why Why is that a, a significant to you? I like Pat answering this. Yeah. Yeah. So a B Corp essentially is it's certification. It's a third party certification, and the idea behind it is that you put um, the planet and people before profit. Okay. Right. So you put those variables into a. It's a two hundred question questionnaire. Um, and as we filled it out, we realized that, you know, because they give you a score, that our people portion of that was relatively low. Our environmental standards were pretty high, but our people portion of that was, wasn't very good. Okay. And some of the questions you're like, oh, shit, that's obvious. Mm. We're paying people below mm-hmm. a certain threshold, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but others weren't obvious. Like, wow, we didn't think of that. Yeah. And that's just the assessment test to get in. Okay. Mm-hmm. New Belgium is the most famous. Oh, Allagash as well. Yep. Two oh, very famous B Corp breweries who put who got that accreditation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Got but it. the um, you know, some point I was making, I forgot. But it was gonna be good. <laughs> it was gonna be. It was <laughs> gonna be fantastic. Yeah. It's probably we, gonna score we, you we, higher. You on can the... sense what what a brewery yeah. was without her. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, <laughs> The the B Corp, um, the Beehive. It's a, it's their basically it's a medium in which you can hire people that are B Corp specific. Okay. Um, their title was head of people for HR, and I had never heard of that before, and so we wanted to put that energy forward out there. And, and I think that Joe saw that and said, "Oh, this is a group that resonates with." What I was going to say is the nasty rumor: the 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 HR people are here to protect the company. Yeah, yeah. It. She, she she dismantled that in two minutes with our staff. No, absolutely not. I'm not going to go to the owners and tell them anything you said. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, every step of the way I've learned and past learned so much. How yeah. she responds to people is very honest and truthful. It's not this glossed over, well, I have to check the handbook for that. So that's where I think people sure. believe you're going to this handbook, lawyer vision of, of HR. We were like, no, the head of people and culture would literally be able to tell the owners they're point blank wrong yeah we need to set that system up and so she's helped us with that side too it's not just about the one-on-one with the employee it's the hey owner it's not your business to know that this is not for you to you're not you're a white bearded guy you're not in this conversation right now about whatever we're talking yeah and if we have a safe space meeting we don't we're not invited and it should be a safe space Right. 33% of our brew staff is female, uh, and they wanted to have their own safe place environment. And um, Joe, yeah. 
I midwifed it. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, <laughs> it was it was our our female brewer brew team and hosts. They were totally into it. They were all excited about it. So I just helped them out, man. Yeah. I just helped yeah. it come to fruition. The, the there. reason I'm bringing all, all this them. up is just, it, it, as we talk to brewers about this, it, this looks like a side effect on paper. It's awesome. Everything is great. What we're saying, it actually is to have a young female brewer look you in the eye and say thank you for the opportunity to be myself. Mm is more rewarding than any bank account wow. or any fucking award. Uh, yeah. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. For right. be like, I'm safe here for me to do that. I'm yeah. even fucking tearing up over it. It was that important uh, to me. Uh, and our lead brewer, Ashley Benson, who is a new mom and is taking that balance yeah. to be able to be home with her baby and to be at work. And this the wonderful work that she's doing in the brewery is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. these beers so. were created by someone who was on the brew stand at eight months pregnant. Sure. Not oh. these wow. beers. She, she sends back, but... Yeah. She came to us, Johanna helped greatly about, let's talk maternity leave. Like, why would you not want your head brewer raising a, a child the proper way yeah, and not yeah. rushing that? And right. so we worked with her on that. Okay. And so, all right. I, now I have so many questions. But I want to back up a little bit because my first question is this whole, like, um, you know, everything doesn't get back to the owners and I'm not here to be this old school HR person. Is that something that you described to to these guys when you came on board? Is it, were you like, hey, for me to effectively do my job, I need you to know a few things? So I feel like we were very much on the same page from the get go, and I think there was a little posi- a little transition period where I was like, how much? I see. Yeah. And they were like, all of it. And I was like, are you sure all of it? And they were like, yes, all of it. And okay. I was like, okay, so then here's how it's going to be. And then you write this. Okay, then here's what's up. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that's. I'm not trying to pry. I just really okay. like this because it's new for so many companies. I feel like they're like listening, like, okay, how does this go? How does this go? Yeah. And for me, if it's me, I like the idea. I'm very good at knowing what I'm not good at. I'm very good at that. <laughs> so I like going, right. you sound like a real professional. How about you now? You're now my boss. And you tell me, I do this with almost everybody. You're my boss now. I know that I pay you and everything. But I don't care. And I, I feel like HR has failed people so many times. Yeah. Like yeah. that people really get that feeling that HR is just going to fail again. And that's sort of like we can't. In this moment, we cannot continue sure. to fail yeah. people. Like it's in very this, important. This particular moment in this particular industry, we just cannot continue yeah. to fail women. So can we talk about something specific then, like maternity leave? Because you because you brought that up. Yeah. So and our, paternity our, our, leave. Our, we and paternity. paternity. We have paid yeah. parental leave for both. So is this... Going so California is different. Like it's these things are state mm-hmm. are, are state yeah. laws, right? Laughing at us so like, yeah, yeah you got the ED. No, I'm, well, I'm like but I'm I, listening with both my ears <laughs> because I love it and I want to hear more. Well, because like, what I'm curious about is, are it's you awesome. saying that like, hey, we ended up having to come together and decide? Oh, well, the state laws aren't enough. We want to do more than that. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're talking about yes. here? Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I want to know. Yeah, because it's yeah. I think people in. Ownership positions need to adjust their realistic expectations meter. Yeah. You don't have to... You can want to be an awesome company, um, and you can get there. And I have met so many brewers who just don't believe any of this is worth the the time. Mm. Can I tell... Just really quickly, I'm sorry to tell Ashley's story, but she had a brewer tell her that she could not be a head brewer and be a mom. Wow. And it just wasn't possible that she couldn't do both of those yeah. things. Wow. And what do you do about that as an owner is the question that I think Pat and I had. Not just that moment, but uh, you're you're not just affecting a, a couple people's lives. Like this, 
<laughs> this should be a place where someone can build a career, whether it's with or without you. Yeah. So your question is, did she come and explain this to us? Um, she came in and just gave us confidence. Okay. A good and I know it's not black and white, but you see right. what I'm getting. At. I didn't know if you had it all mapped out, and you're like Johanna, do this, right? No, but that's no. yeah, yeah. We had some guidelines. I, I mean, I'll tell you that the B Corp really did open my eyes to what we were and weren't doing well. Yeah, and we had no idea how to achieve those standards. You look at it and you're like, oh wow, that makes sense. I would really love to implement that. How do we do it? Yeah. Oh, we need to rewrite the whole handbook. We need to we need to do a lot of things that are not in our wheelhouse, like you say. Yeah. I'm less afraid of rewrite I'm just going to speak in general. I'm less afraid of rewriting the handbook than I am affording also to rewrite the handbook for some of these things. Right. Now, communication and safe spaces and things like that. Okay. There's a personal cost, but oh, who gives a free. shit? Yeah, like whatever the free. fuck, like yeah. just deal with it. Yeah. But if we're now talking about leave, if we're talking about livable wages, we're yes. talking you, you see where I'm going. Right. And I think that that's, that is the big question that maybe someone who's listening say, can you afford that as a small business? But you have to look at the long game of all of this. I mean, it truly will save you money and allow your company to propel farther than probably ever would have. Sure. If you invest in the people. Yeah. And the, the first step is to get someone who understands people. Yeah. 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 And our well, head brewer is really the rest, the best person for the job and she would have left she if start, she didn't have the place. She started as a host okay. at right. the restaurant, came from wow. a six-figure corporate job. Oh, wow. This almost oh. fe- feels fake. Yeah. Say, like, it sounds fake, but she... Why isn't she here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she committed to us because of some of the things she felt online. Like, there, that's I'm attracted to that. Mm-hmm. Imagine coming in as a host at the front of a restaurant at, after her great career and kept pointing if there's ever a shot, you know, and a lot of time hosts don't get a lot of respect at a restaurant. It's sure. like whatever. Yeah. And then she got Pat or whoever, you know, a lot of things happen every year, but whoever said, let's get her on the um, canning line because she's been asking, mm-hmm. let's do that. What a bold move. She then took a pay cut to go can beer. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Work seller and work up. Yeah. And so, I mean, let's be real, though. Ashley was a boss when she stepped the minute, you know, 32-year-old hostess who was, like, getting it done. I, I don't know yeah, what her age sure. was. She always says 26-year-old hostess or whatever she yeah, says. Yeah. And, uh, and then she was like, I'm getting in there. And I'm going to outwork everybody who's in there. And, and she did yeah. it. You know? There was a tenacity. I totally but, respect But that. our system still, she had to come up in a system that didn't have an HR. There wasn't an app that said, you know what? There's something I need to talk. Because who's she going to go to? These two guys? Mm-hmm. And say, there is some things happening you should hear about that's not in line with your cultural. Yeah. What you're saying on social media and to the world. Your story doesn't match up. She didn't have that. So she held it in. I and see. that was what she explains to us very well. And Johanna's helped us understand women go through a lot. The yeah. hold in process. The okay, I gotta just get over that. And then six years goes by and you're Yeah ex- you've been dealing with that shit. And so Yeah. When Johanna came and we and back to why this point means a lot to me, when we said you have it we plan on this being the 100-year company. Um, that's part of that is we want to be here for that long. We'd sure. like to pass this on to somebody, you know, and yeah. have them take that. And that's 
that's what we started when we hired her. It wasn't about fixing anything. We've gotten that question. Were you fixing something? Maybe here and there. But the truth is, it's a long-term strategy. Yeah. we got to stop thinking short-term in craft beer. we got to stop well, thinking it, it about this. It was also this. balance. Like yeah. Joe walked in, and it, it, you have to be transparent. Like, we're a pretty stereotypical company. They mm. needed another uterus in the room. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was, it was so a lot of... Let's just simplify it to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, yeah. not all that complicated also. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes no, sense. Yeah. On paper, yeah. It was It was like, oh, yeah. It's a bunch of white guys sitting around. <laughs> well, but I like... Jonathan, uh, um, you know, you may be long-winded, but every now and then you have a really good point. <laughs> um, and I like you saying... Um, that you learned about this process that a, a, a female employee might go through where they uh, something's not right, they have to internalize it, think about it, don't have anybody to say it to. Like, it's really, you're getting this understanding about how our minds uh, can be different from human to human. And so, so Johanna's come on and help you like, oh, fuck, yeah, well, this is a person. Because you might, if I'm you, I might have gone, why don't you just fucking talk to me? Of course you can talk to me. I don't mind you talking to me. Everybody could, my door's always open. You know, all the cliche words you could say, right? But that's not all of it. That's not the entire process. Some of the processes, your door could be, you could take your door off the hinges and someone might not want to talk to you. No, And then I go and fire that position. person and now she has to feel like she was part of that firing. It, yeah, there's yeah. a, there's, again, it's a tango. It's a dance. It's a yeah, beautiful yeah, dance. Yeah. And she handles it in a way from a professional manner. Yeah. Not from... This isn't. We hired a female employee to fix female issues. No, this is I know a it's not that. Professional yeah. employee who's like, hey, yes, understands this, this the tango, job. Yeah, you, you can't go in and as the owner go. I yeah. don't like that. You're fired, or I do like that. Do that more. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that after a certain date. You can promote people to do that, but there is yeah. a point when she comes in and says, "Let me handle those conversations for you." Yeah, and let's have the manager speak that way too. And then it's systemic as. You know, sure. You get the systemic value system there, and it's there's, just a great learning process. Yeah, and, and there's also the bigger element of pe uh, head of people is the overall culture of the company, and so the bike to work programs and the yoga and, and the fun things like those are the things that Joe really does well, and then also teaching people that you're a flat organization rather than this hierarchical, top down. You can't get up to the ivory oh, tower. I like that. I right. like that a lot. And we describe it as as a tree. Mm -hmm. right? We are the roots. We supply the nutrients. The management is the trunk and, and then down to the other people and they're the leaves, right? And mm -hmm. so who's going to know on the front lines? Who's going to know what the best outcome is for a situation? The people who are actually there. Yeah. So let's get their input. And I want to make fun of you for some hippie fucking bullshit so bad. Because that, that is such a great description that I can't even do it. <laughs> it's so good. We're it's like so a cactus. Good. We're like a cactus, man. <laughs> yeah. We can survive. No water. A cactus. It soaks in the water. Yeah. No, it's so good. I really like it. It's a great description. Uh, I think it's how I've uh, felt uh, always felt about my companies. It's same with like this. You mentioned beer fame earlier. Like yeah. so, whenever I meet our fans and our listeners, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're all just beer drinkers here. Yep. All just beer drinkers here, and that's how I feel about my company. Like, if you guys have input, I want to. I want to know about it. We're all just. We're pretty much here. I might. Yeah. That this the paychecks get signed here, but short of that, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Tell me what we're doing wrong. So I love that analogy as much as I want to make fun of you, Pat. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's really good. <laughs> Let's talk beer quickly because okay. it's getting warm in our glass. Um, we have two different. I don't want to just call them sour beers. That's not what they are. What's our first beer? Soliloquy? Mm -hmm. Soliloquy. Tell me about this beer. So this is from our Woodnote cellar. 
and we got very interested in mixed culture fermentation. This whole series, um, Soliloquy being the, the name of the beer, is based on John's photography. Um, so maybe you can go into your background as a landscape photographer because I, I don't know if anyone... That's how Wilderness started yep. <clears throat> for me, the impetus moment, walking past that sign that says, welcome to whatever wilderness area, and I thought, wow, holy shit, we can kind of set aside land. Mm. Um, that's where, again, John Palmer's book comes out. You read that, you fall in love with craft beer, but it needed a, a, a deeper reason for me. That was on a photography trip, and I still do that to today, this to this day, and it's always been a hobby, and Pat's like, dude, you work so hard. You're, you're getting some credibility for the photography. Can you come up with a beer series? So I, I take the photo and just kind of put the word that I believe that the photo represents, and so it's a cool way for me to contribute to to that side of the business. Okay. Um, and Pat's gracious, you know, to let me join in because yeah. I'm cr- it's, creative it's all can fuck things up and, and he knows that. <laughs> so he's like, here's yeah. how you can play. Yeah, let's rein it in. Yeah. yeah. Hey, John, we always need beer labels and you have so many photos that are beautiful. Yeah. So, nice. so what we do in the cellar, since it's kind of whimsical, right, the mixed culture world is there, what's the outcome of this project? Who knows? There's like a million different barrels and we're going to blend them and the project will become what it is eventually and it'll tell you what it's going to express. So with that, John has a whole cache of photos, and then we can look through them and see which one actually fits what we're feeling with the specific beer, because typically these are, you blend them, you bottle them, and then you let them condition. And so you already have a really good understanding of what you're, what the beer is going to be. Yeah. So this one matched kind of the color scheme of this photo. We're so fucking annoying, aren't we? Like these deep stories. I'm <laughs> oh sorry. Enough well, and, already. And, and, no, the beer is fantastic though, so it's fine to keep waxing. So, so if we if we just dive into soliloquy, yeah. which is such a beautiful word, um, an act of speaking one's thoughts aloud by oneself, regardless of any hearers. Yeah. So it, it was a lightning bolt over a cactus. The scene that I really loved, and it was like, it, what it, a. It, Wow. What a beautiful sentiment. Where's this photo? Let me see this photo. Um, Wait, is, it, is it on the website? It needs to go with the beer if we're going to do this. Totally. Untapped, man. So, Let me use yeah, myself. Yeah. Um, Freaking right, untapped. So tell we me about the beer itself. What's the, right. Is it uh, raspberry, prickly pear? Yes. What's... Um, so blackberries, um, Arizona-grown blackberries. We actually drive to the Verde and handpick them, okay. um, which isn't super efficient. So there's but, blood in this is what he's saying. Yeah, it's just kind of stickery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we used to like forage them. Iron. Um, but, you know, that's hit and miss, and you're running around in the forest foraging berries isn't super practical. Sure. So there was a small farm that we worked with, picked some um, local blackberries, which actually do grow well, and and then mulberries. Um, so someone had taken Pakistani mulberry trees and grew them in the valley. Wow. Um, a small farm. And so we just took the, the whoever wanted to show up from the team out for a picking field trip, and they had these big, long... Uh, Pakistani mulberries and and we picked as much as we could and so we take these uh, these are also part of the culture engagement hey come touch the ingredients that are going into the product be Mm -hmm. a part of this with us you know go to the farm meet the farmer and a lot of times there won't be an outcome for that Um, we'll just get it put it in the freezer um, which is more expressive for the fruit. It explodes the cell wall of the fruit, so it's you know it's going to add more flavor to it. Okay. Um, but we'll just have this. Oh, we have these fruits now in these freezers, so we have like ten freezers. 
um, for when we're not in season, we can put fruit in there. We can take it out. I see. Because um, there's this dead zone in the summer where nothing grows. Yeah. And we still want fruit beers. Like watermelon comes except out in July. Except Justin Cross. That's right. And meth. That's what yes, grows in the right. summer. When I said except for Justin Cross. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Crystal berry. Um, so, yeah, it's it's mixed culture, golden sour base, and then we just age it on top of those berries and then bottle condition it. That's Let me delicious. ask you both a question. Um, how old is it? Just sorry. How yeah. old is the beer? How long? That was my question. How long in the berries? Yeah. Um, we, we usually are around like eight weeks on the fruit itself, uh, depending on what the flavors are coming through. Oh, I think cool. this one might have sat a little bit longer. And then we typically try to bottle condition for three months at a minimum for THP reduction. Hmm. Um, but sometimes it's longer. So. so this beer that I'm drinking is less than a year old? Or then it aged a bit? No. So the Golden Sour will be, that would have been probably eight, eight 12 months in a barrel. Okay. And then yeah, we yeah. went on to the berry. So that yeah. added... I like that. I like that strategy, though, is like doing the golden sour and then adding the fruit Mm -hmm. later. I've always done like put the sour in the barrel with the fruit and then wait. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it'd be nice to wait till this golden sour is delicious and then just do the fruit. Mm -hmm. Yes. You're going to have a much higher success rate, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I think you it break. It gets away from. Sometimes when we sit on fruit too long, we have adverse situations yeah. or the fruit dies off quicker. You know? Right. Or like, yeah, I mean, you're basically aging on a beer and who knows what's going to happen to that fruit character. Like it might go sideways and you lose it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, I guess you are opening up to possibility of that. Right. But, yeah. and you probably still have that possibility, but at least it's a little further along in the process. Mm-hmm. Less to go wrong. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually just trying to troubleshoot our sour program to make it more successful in the future. So okay. thanks for your input. Oh yeah. Well, I think like the freezing method helps too. Yes. Like if there's yeah. stuff living on it. Oh like totally. I've, we've done that a bunch. We do that. I mean, we do a fair amount of kettle sours too, mm-hmm. and like we sometimes we'll just freeze the fruit and then throw it in the bright tank with the sour to like fruit a sour, mm-hmm. and then we keep it mostly in kegs, so it's like. Mm-hmm. Low risk. Are, is it aseptic puree or is it like uh, no, grown like, around here? No, like grown, locally grown yeah, stuff. The real yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Mm. That's amazing. Which is also harder to dictate exactly what you're going to get out of it, which is why people love the purees. Yes. You can kind of, but yeah. I don't know, this to me tastes like you dialed everything in perfectly, yeah, it's, it's even though maybe you did Extremely wonderful. This is really a, a wonderful sour. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask if, if from your perspective, are people still caring about these? You know, like at your bars. Are. Okay, absolutely. But, but it's it's also well, just like the hazy style, it's it's diluting too. Mm-hmm. So what I noticed here, especially with our cans and things that go, um, kettle sours, um, lactose fruited sours, like it's really expanding into these things that are not all the same to me. Like I don't want a lactose fruited sour. I don't want that at all. Yeah, but a ton no. of my customers do. I want this. This is exactly yes. what I want. But then a ton of my customers might also taste that and go like, "Oh yeah, well I can kind of taste the fruit, but where's the milk sugar?" You know. And so there's a bunch of weird stuff like that happening. So it's a hard question to answer. Yeah, um, it is. My older customers, and they're by older I mean you know our age. Um, they're still coming in and buying Cantillon. They would absolutely. They're going to love this. Cool. I'm so glad it's on tap. 
Um, my younger clientele will go it's like, way oh, too high of a compliment, obviously, but like, thank you. Well, they, they'll be like, why isn't it? How come I can see through it? How come it doesn't look like a smoothie? How come there's no lactose? Like, so yeah, there is it, there's there kind of a mix there. There isn't any residue in the glass. Like, I'm expecting right. yeah. there to be some kind of sludge. But look, that even looks like rosé. <laughs> yeah, you're I mean, almost it like, looks where's like, the stuff? Yeah. Where's the, where's where's, the junk? Where's the goodness? No, I, I, like, honestly, I think that sours are going through kind of an IPA sort of situation where, yeah. you know, we fragment an IPA ad nauseum and we have to really be descriptive about what is this IPA because, you know, I know as a consumer, I go into a bar and I'm like, I want the West Coast IPA. I need the clear beer. Like, yeah. I need that descriptor to know what I want. So this sour is same same deal. You need to say it's barrel fermented and blah, blah, blah. And just right. like go over the top with description so that people who know what that is will be like appreciating yeah. it. Otherwise, it can be like lost in the shuffle with so smoothie there's, Yeah, there's sours. like two different generations here at play. You have the yeah. nuanced drinker and then you have the smoothie cool right person and then and, it, and it's not that they won't like this but yeah. so look i'll pay 25 bucks a bottle for that all day long for sure and they might not i guess that's yeah. kind of my distinction right now if i give it to them in an affordable four ounce glass like this they'll go oh that no that's really good i liked it thank you yeah but, but they don't want to pay for the mm-hmm. they don't want to the pay for the mm-hmm. but will you know, they pay ten dollars that for the aluminum beer. can yeah. for smoothie the one or sour like that's yeah. the same thing right? yep that's exactly same price that. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm just hoping all don't, those exploding you know, cans. Humans are not yes. logical. We don't work that way. We think we do, but we do not. Yeah, we need <laughs> a jar exploding can. There's, a, there's yeah. like all the exploding cans, like like took out those people, like with either head injury or death. <laughs> so they don't it's need like that kind of beer yeah. anymore. Yeah. Right. It's like COVID. <laughs> Yeah, you wish yeah. some people open those cans. I feel over like, others, yeah. like lawyers would have gotten involved. I'm not yeah. trying to yeah. kill anybody. Like, yeah. when did lawyers not get involved with all these breweries and say you can't do exploding cans? Yeah, I, it never happens. They just let it happen. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. It's just put a disclaimer on that it could explode. That's that's what. Listen, I'm glad that we're hiring Johannes of the world <laughs> instead of lawyers, though. Like we're prioritizing <laughs> what what step we take. The lawyers yeah. are next. Don't worry. By the way, you guys like hired a lawyer. You have, yeah, and he, lawyer. but he's like a partner or something. He, so he you have like some badass lawyer, recovered who, lawyer, recovered lawyer. Okay, yeah. okay. He, yeah. he is now um, a part of our organization, and he learns from Joe just like we do. And so I bring him up because in conversations, you, I'm like, oh my god, this guy sounds amazing, and you're like, yeah, we 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 made this decision. We needed like. I don't know if you the, your word. I'm paraphrasing. Your words weren't. We need the help. But I was. But the way you're describing, how I was like, I feel like everybody needs this guy. He, okay, this so person, you, you hear the say. long-winded me and Pat's very logical. The, yeah. the, that's great, but this isn't a completed business with yeah, just yeah. passion. You, it's right. not just. Um, <laughs> it's not complete. So there is always the elements around. The two, the two of us. There's always yeah. needed we, we needed a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so this, yeah. Is he, is he yeah. fucking annoying? He's yeah. really fucking annoying. Do, do yeah. we want to rip each other's throats out? Yes. However, that's how. Is it mostly because he likes milkshake sours? So for the bottom line, this is great. Just put lactose. This so, guy. so he comes on really intelligent. He's a uh, Harvard grad uh, <clears throat> out of our league, but he wanted to he wanted to switch and try something new, and it's all this. 
wow, you guys are actually doing what you say. We own the company 50-50. He's never seen that. He's like, no one does 50-50. We're sure. always 49. Someone's in a power struggle. So he's like, I could do this. Um, a year goes by, and he starts to ch- jump into beer feedback, and he blurts out, I think this could have more lactose in it. <laughs> That's the last time we fucking like, that guy. Way joking. <laughs> Yes. He loves these things, yeah. and they yeah. do sell. And so he's a bottom line. Well, guy. Charles has yeah. to be careful. The palate of like people. a six-year-old, he and he'll lactose. he'll admit that to you. Yep. That's why we just tease right. him about it all the time. Yes. Yeah. Is there enough lactose in this? Yes. Oh, I mean, but so when you great. have a lactose yeah. beer that sells, you know, twenty barrels in two hours, like versus exactly it's two and a half years into hand-picked thirty-dollar-pound <laughs> fruit that that a crazy guy running around a cellar. Made versus we did this in two weeks and two hours. And I can't think I about it like you just people. described. I can't think about it because it makes me lose my faith yeah. in, in humanity. But it's the truth. It's the <laughs> fact of the matter. And it's the same as like the beer that we get. We get in good beer all week long. But when Alvarado Street sends us their fucking lactose fruity, thirty-five ingredients, whatever. People call. Hey, did you get it yet? You can afford did you get your Corvette. Did you get it yet? <laughs> and it's yeah, it's a twelve dollar sixteen ounce tickets. can of beer. Season tickets. And I'm furious about it, <clears throat> all the way to the bank, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But I'm if I think too much about it, like you just described it, because then there's this. Yep. That had that took so long. Anyway, yep. I can't yep. do it. It makes me lose. All right, what's the next one too? I, I want to make sure we get through the beers. This is okay. cactus juice. And ah, uh, yeah. Yes, cliche name. Um, I'm okay. thinking for you, but we Thank wanted you. that Thank because, you. again, complication and customers aren't going hand mm. in hand. We want new, great customers. We want more minorities drinking, more females, not just the cool hip I'm going to line up dude. Sure. And so there is a need to have a name that's easy. And Cactus Juice was kind of a let's not go so in depth with like the Latin name of prickly pear fruit or, or something. <laughs> yeah. Let's just yeah, get yeah. straight to the point. Yeah. And it could sell at a baseball game. Yeah. But you're still having a craft, uh, an experience with craft. Sure. So this is obviously you understand that prickly pear grow, grows everywhere in Arizona and California. This is a fruit that if uh, you're getting into harvesting sustainably, this is everywhere. Okay. And it's very important to the Southwest. The native Americans who came well before us, uh, were using it for dye for, um, fermentation they mm-hmm. were probably the first i mean not probably they were the first fermenters so there's a lot of lineage in in does pr- all the pear? color in this beer come come from that no the no. dirty secret of hibiscus put me on camera so we can show doesn't, folks that doesn't beer, taste yeah. too much oh, but the hibiscus. Okay. we just wanted to push it over the top with the hibiscus we wanted yeah. to sell the idea that you're getting cactus juice no i yeah. mean color in beer is incredibly important i'm just gonna i'm gonna throw in Something not just for you guys, but for all people in beer, men especially. I think that when like beer for women or women, like let's get rid of female. Like that's kind of I don't know. I don't love. I don't love. Yeah, I don't love like female. Like the females want this. Like oh, what is that? So just say women. Right. Understood. Heard. Yeah. I like that. It's it's like corporate jargon talk that comes out but no it, no it, it's it's fine and it happens all the time sure yes yeah but it, at the same time that's, like that's I, I I also rail against like beer for women because I think that is super reductive and, and to use your brilliant word there um, it's 
And it's not accurate. There's a lot of women right. that really like gravitate towards IPA. I'm definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. But, but understood. Like, and yeah. let me back up. What I meant, truly what I meant was when beer becomes this very esoteric thing, you tend to get the same people ordering it in the same club. Yes. So that- and I am totally not stepping on you and saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying yeah. like, like use, yeah. use you need a little HR talk, Teresa. Use a, a, a term that I'm more comfortable with and I think women in general cool. could be more comfortable Appreciate with. It. Because I don't I don't think you're wrong at all. I think there's like you know, we we make seltzers. We're dirty <laughs> seltzer makers. <laughs> But we, how we dare you? That's how. That's funny. That's how I just described you earlier today. I know. <laughs> dirty seltzer that, maker. Yeah. That's seltzer a t-shirt. Maker will be later. Yeah. That t-shirt. Yeah. Dirty seltzer, seltzer is maker. a concert. I was yes. like, you know, Teresa, the dirty seltzer maker. I know. Yeah. I, and we we make it. We love it. It's our number three beer. But we, you know, we try to make it in the most ethical way we, that we can, which yeah. is not very. Yeah. But yeah, women order this beer, or beer, seltzer. quote unquote. Um, more often than anyone else. So I, I don't think that you're wrong. And I'm not trying to say that you're I'm just saying, like, let's drive that. Oh, I appreciate that. Moniker yeah. Yeah. a different direction. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, I've heard that, too. I think that that's, that's right, the, the way to, to approach that. And this it's, beer, it's, I mean, th- this beer is one that we, you know, we really wanted a year-round fruit beer. And prickly pear was the the only one we we found a local company called Arizona Cactus Ranch. Okay, and um, it's a it's a woman owned company, and she's been doing it for I don't know forty years. I, Had like I want to hear her story. You, like we it's, never have gotten to break that, but yeah. she's definitely not like. Want to have her on the show? A, a Just my desert root. It's also like <laughs> sounds like a very redundant name. The Arizona Cactus Ranch. Yeah. Yeah, you mean Arizona. <laughs> uh, but anyway, she cornered this name. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know her story, too. Shock jock. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, and and it's a fascinating. I, I don't remember the, the movie star who, there were some movie stars that passed through uh, this processing, you know, this cactus fruit in this small space. And, uh, and she works with the hearing impaired, you know, so the profits go to the hearing impaired. Okay. And. So they have it year round, and they they sell this uh, this prickly pear, and we you know we've always struggled with what can we do year round fruit wise in Arizona because it's big citrus season, and then we have stone fruit season, then we have watermelon season, um, but we have these blank spots that we can't fill, and we really needed some more consistency because for the first six years we just had one beer that we made year-round yeah our, our ethics are just too hard to deal with it's just <laughs> they are i'm <laughs> so tired of your ethics <laughs> it's like to get fruit in a beer it's only a two-hour show yeah we had to magically find this, this <laughs> she's out there we've been looking for this we were buying from other it comes off as dill like buying from other ranches and it just it's miserable to try well, to we make a beer we were also hand picking it and we were right. hand picking it because that there, had to be there yeah. too yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. she's oh, like it's in bushels right over there yeah. I could just give it to you yeah. you're like no that's too easy yeah, we want to yeah. give our yeah. workers' comp people just a total <laughs> yeah. heart attack. We oh. used to take our brewers out, and, like they're climbing around on cactus, and there's rattlesnakes. Oh no! It. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe you just you need everyone to have a machete or something <laughs> like a really cool weapon to like yes. knock and down. We the... can do machete training. Yeah, where they got to be go. quick yep, with yeah. machete. <laughs> this is where the lawyers will come in. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna start with axe throwing, and then we're moving to machete training. 
As, right. Is it the same house culture in both of these beers that we just tried? Um, no. No. So, but they are clean lactic cultures. Okay. Uh, both of them are. Because the, they're similar. Yeah, they are. So we wanted a the clean lactic. Funkier. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So the, the French oak element and thyme um, and the nuance there, that builds into soliloquy. So this is, um, this is a live culture goza. So, ah, yeah. So we do it that in... It, it's basically the similar time to a kettle sour, but we do not kettle sour it. So okay. we add that to the fooder. Um, we have these big upright fooder crafter fooders, but yep. they have a cylindroconical bottom to them. And so it's not residing in there for an extended period. Okay. So it's fermenting in there. Um, we're souring it in that vessel, um, but we're turning it in three weeks, three, four weeks. So. so it's still yeah. more complex than a kettle sour, but right. not as complex as a soliloquy. You'll which notice is, that, yeah, yeah the acidity is kind of softer mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. you might get. Not yep. as complex as our business model. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Imagine that too. Like it, That's the hardest part for us sometimes is we've built this. It's a very patched together situation. We have seven barrel stainless tanks, and then we have 15 barrel things, and then we have these 30 barrel fooder things, and we have to drive it on a truck. Yeah. We put the wort in a truck, and we drive it down the street, and then we ferment it over there. So oh, wow. It's weird. We, we get weird. So is the fooder like, is it all wood? It's the only wood. Oh, wood on the, the sides, sides, and then, and then it's got a stainless bottom, a stainless bottom the, connected a fin to it. That's brilliant. That goes though. in for a cool yeah. Why do you no, need wood all the way down there? That's that brilliant. was the most expensive Instagram buy that of my life. We need those. Yeah. It sounds amazing. It sounds like the best of both worlds. Well, he bought 100%. three of them. He bought three. <laughs> yeah. All okay. in one night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a weird Amazon shipping <laughs> day. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need receipts for that, Patrick. <laughs> That's a weird buy. Wouldn't have bought them with Charles in the room. That was, <laughs> was pre Charles. All right. I gotta, I'm got i going to get us to another uh, quick break. And uh, when we come back, we've got a little bit more uh, beer to try. And, and and more to talk about with this with this company culture that you guys have going on. One of the things I, I want to talk about is, um, you know, with all the ideas that you have and, and what can become complex about these ideas is actually how you manage it. And more importantly, I know that something that has been important to you since the beginning of your company until now is live-work balance. So we've spent a lot of times talking about how, like, you guys are really, I think you are setting up a blueprint, and that's difficult. And hopefully it'll be easier for the next company because you guys are doing the hard work. But I know that live-work balance is important to you and getting out into the Arizona wilderness and elsewhere. So when we come back, we're going to discuss that, like, because I'm not sure you have it. I want to find out if you really have it. So far, you're walking the walk and talking the talk, but I wonder if you're at work 15 hours a day. So we're going to find that out. When we come back right here on the session, hang in there. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Julian Trego from Beachwood Brewing, and you are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. You guys want to do station IDs for me? Before you go? Do we have voices that can stand up for the... I think so. Hi, this is the Brewing Network. Yeah. We're going to have Johanna do them all, actually. Yeah, that's actually incredible. Yeah, because everybody knows who I am. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'll make them know who you are, Johanna. That's right. Yeah, everybody listens to the show. It's amazing. Everybody. Julian's a big hiker. (laughs) Literally everyone. (laughs) Everyone. Yeah. He's a big trail runner. He he runs up big trails, and he posts his picture, and I'm 
I feel like oh, yeah. shit because I haven't done anything. It does it like, like yeah, oh. up on a mountain somewhere. Yeah. yeah. He's like, look at my new shoes. He's I just ran this trail and I'm just like, yep. I've been laying in bed all day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's good but, at that too. All right, Julian, we get it. Yeah. You're amazing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets it. All right. I have a lot to talk about, but I, I want to uh, follow up on my question, you know, b- b- before the break, which is uh, uh, with all this culture and the effort that you put into your company and this is I'm asking this and, and putting a point on it because it's important to me too is is live work balance life work balance um, which I know gets thrown up in the air during COVID but fuck that I don't want to talk about COVID I don't want to talk about how COVID affected it I want to talk about in general your company policy because I know you guys want to get out and enjoy the wilderness um, I know that you you want to go backpacking I know you want that for your team so how can you take on all of these things and tell me, you know, that you're also not working, you know, 18 hours a day? Um, are you finding that you're still able to have some some live work balance and take on this ethos? 100 percent. Okay. I mean, for us personally, we we have achieved that. I okay. believe that yeah. um, I believe that. You know that that we're actively engaged in the business, but we are able to have that balance. John and I, specifically, what we're really trying to accomplish is that for the rest of our team. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think that it's in our office space. It's somewhat there. We there is flexibility. Um, there is remote access. You know, Ashley gets a couple of days with her baby, and she can she can couple days in the brewery mm-hmm. um for you know if you're a server in the restaurant you have Tardy. to show up for this shift but Tardy. they have the work-life balance anyways because they can work three days straight and then take five days off sure. if they want. yeah and can i jump in here for a second sure. yeah. so one when we did our first employee engagement survey we actually did pretty well on the work-life balance section of that that the front of the house and back of the house employees do really feel like they have the opportunity to, to choose their schedule and um, if they need the time off, then it's usually granted. Okay. So we do, it is a position of privilege to say, I work in an office, and if I want to go hiking at 9 a.m., I can do that and then be back at my desk by 10.30. Mm-hmm. So there is that privilege that the line cooks don't necessarily have. Sure. Right? Yeah. But they do have the ability to say, okay, I want to work Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, and I don't work any other days than that, and or I want to work, you know, only night shifts or only day shifts. So we do try to be as flexible as we can for yeah. the people who are on the front lines. Sure. So there's still equity there, so equitable. Uh, okay. But yeah, if you got to be at your place, then yeah, yeah, we can't we can't solve all the problems in the world. Yeah. Because uh, robots. You can't are not go here hiking yet. when yeah. you're in the middle of your line. Yeah. 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 Sorry. And so, and I asked this too, I, I did say it's important to me, and, and it is. Um, at the Brewing Network, it's a little easier for me to provide a, like work life balance. Um, so I've always I've had this philosophy for, for years now that um, there's actually no set vacation time for, for people that, that work for me. You can take all the vacation you want as long as your job is done. Mm-hmm. Right. So now, if that means you can get your job done on a beach in you know, Ecuador, I'm really happy for you that's fucking fantastic right um but your job still has to get done and the minute your job's not done you've taken too much vacation time right so that's Mm -hmm. always been a philosophy that we have it doesn't work with a bartender um and and servers and things like that but um it's still something i that i i've always uh, strive for because i just think everybody can buy into a company and set their own live work balance as long as they know 
the criteria of their job. You still have to get this job done. And then I don't really care how you get it done as long as it's done to the standards that we've all agreed upon, right? So so that sometimes turns into a trap. Hmm. So you've all probably heard that Netflix offers this very generous no vacation vacation policy. Okay. But yeah. they also, their workplace culture is so intense hmm. and so competitive that if you go no away, feels, yeah. that they, you're punished, culturally <laughs> punished for taking any time off at all. Right. So you want to make sure that this is, that you do it as yeah. well as everybody else, so that it is culturally acceptable I to see. take that time off. Yeah, I'm only ever mad about it if they go places that I'm jealous of. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the time, it's fine. Well, that's why I invite you on most of my vacations. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, Viva's like, you want to go? Yeah, except to Disneyland. Um, because you didn't want to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, it is harder in the in the you know on the retail side on the hospitality side you know I get it but I like that you point out there's still a different way to find your own balance and that is we have a lot of employees mm-hmm. we can all work different shifts so if you want to take t- if you can afford to and you want to take time off you can so that's a good point yeah yeah and I think that's like flexibility of scheduling and being open to that <laughs> idea yeah I think ours is a little more hybrid where what you're describing is kind of a policy that we try to implement um, for those who can have more of a flexible remote situation. Um, But for people like kitchen staff members and the rest of the group, we actually did take all of these types of uh, paid time off and implemented that. And so Mm -hmm. Joe's done a great job of having that available to that team that may not have otherwise known about it or been able to have that time off. Sure. So they've been able to use that, yeah. which isn't normal in the restaurant industry to get yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But it's a great point even knowing about it. Uh, I just, I'm just going to throw myself under the bus. I just learned that I'm required to give everybody a couple of days of uh, uh, sick days in, in California. Welcome to California. Uh, yeah, yeah, not that I ever held it back, but I'm actually supposed to promote it. I'm supposed to be yeah. like, hey, by the way, guys, you have this two days. And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't promote that. Well, properly. three. Yeah. So three. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, well, it's like, it's 24 hours. It's, yeah, it's yeah, hours. Yeah, 24 hours. It's 24 hours. Yeah. So, so one whole day. Do you, want, so, yeah. do you want me to tell you how it works? Right? Yeah, go Is ahead. Is that based on how many yeah, you employees can. you have? You can't. No. Uh, well, the, it, it can it be, but the minimum is the three days. The minimum is the 24 hours. Cool. Learn something new tonight. Yeah. 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 So. Bevo HR. Yeah, no, she's great. Yeah, yeah. Bevo gets all the sick days she wants. She doesn't get no, paid. I mean with our other business. Your other? Oh yeah, yeah. No, you gotta. Yeah, oh, well, that's the thing. Yeah, the drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wanted yeah. to hear about your other business, yeah. so uh, uh, you're yeah. working. Yeah, no. The only reason Bevo can afford to work for me is that her and her husband own another business entirely. Yeah, so that's how that goes. Well, and and yeah. honestly, like the time off thing has been something we focused on because, like, I don't. I don't think we pay people as much as we would like to, but we offer a very generous vacation. Nice. So, and some people actually prefer that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, I mean, if I, I'm sure employees. they would love to you be know. paid well and also have nice vacations. But, uh, you know, like our brewers have three weeks paid vacation. Wow, that's mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm proud of that. That's See, and all of their that's, salary, but, you, you know, that's, that's that. what they have. That's, uh, yeah. And I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the, comp, you know, it, as idealistic as all of this is, and I think we can all agree, certainly in this room, that we want more for our team. We want more for our company. We want to give more. You Again, you said something that I really uh, relate to, where you want people to be able to have a career 
with yeah. you, right? I've been saying that since I since I opened this bar. Now I am fortunate, and I take it as a badge of honor that a good half of my staff has been with me since the day I opened almost eight years ago. Wow! And to me, I, I do feel like that's a reflection of of what we provide. But I'm also fully aware that this industry, at least at least the retail side in the bar, doesn't always provide you the best living. It doesn't what? always provide you the best security. And it's all it's not necessarily it, where everybody wants to be forever. That it's, it's a not. stepping yeah. But if stone. you want to be there, yeah. I want you to be able to stay. You want them to be able and, to find a home. And I've got some folks that I feel like could stay here, you know, for their for their whole career. So I want to add more to that. And so and I'm learning from you guys about how to do that. Okay, but at the same time, let's be honest, you know, margins are tight. They're tighter than ever. Especially in California, it's rough. So I'm constantly looking for ways to do this, to provide more leave, to provide more pay. I would love one day to provide health care to my whole staff. I don't now. I don't mind being honest about that stuff. Um, but the, it's a really tough time to do all those things. I'm not asking, by the way, for answers. I just want to point out that I don't want to sit in here and talk about all the ideologies and not. It, I, I think there's probably a lot of business owners like me listening out there, and they're like, "Yeah, no, that all sounds great, but I can't." We we are not special. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, yeah we did get named um, best new brewery, and that helped a little bit. We did have. You mean by the Brewing Network, or this was this different? This was Rate Beer that night that you talked shit about Arizona. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I still remember, but oh, yeah, those kind of things yeah. helped oh. propel the relevance of our name. But yeah. we're not special. We don't have. <clears throat> We are, it's complicated. Yeah. You need really smart people around you and they do cost more. It's worth every penny to get the right person for the right seat. Yeah. These are decisions that are affecting everybody. So if you're the only one making them, it's akin to you having someone to your house and asking them to care about your house as much as you do. Yeah. Over time though, people do care about the space they're in and the right head brewer Ashley will give us the right feedback. Right. We'll say, this is not enough vacation. And so if you have someone in place like Johanna with ears listening saying, okay, my job is to make that feedback actionable, mm-hmm. this wheel will turn and you'll get better at it. There's no fix right now. The No, but you can start finding solutions when that wheel starts turning. By getting the right people in the right place. I got you. If yeah. you are, and the right customers. I think that well, that's a big part of this yeah. is for us to be able to do this, the customers have to care. Yeah. They have to care that you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah they have yeah. to care that you're focused on these initiatives. So are they caring by telling you or that you're saying they're caring with their wallet? Because they're when your prices go up, they go, we understand. They're caring that's with their wallet. That's what you mean, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's something we talk about a lot here, too. Because there are there are very clear ways for me to achieve every single thing I want to do with my team here. In terms of raises, in terms of health care. It's clear as day raise the prices it's just right. it's right there but yeah do, do enough of the customers care that it makes sense and so it, well again th- no- and then you go to marketing mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. how are you sharing that information right yeah i really enjoyed that's the day a good that point I, that's that, a great point it, 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 it i've enjoyed the day that i learned that marketing is different than what people think it is mm. marketing is placing your company in a market and then adver- using uh, tools like advertising. And obviously, we're not going to go deep in this marketing 101. But sure. that is, people just say, a lot of times I've heard, go to marketing. We'll go market. We'll go, d-. like, that's advertising, what you're actually talking about. Yeah. Finding the right market to say, hey, 
And again, we reference Patagonia or Sierra Nevada, mm-hmm. a great company who says, mm-hmm. I need you to care that we are the most expensive beer. Here's why. Yeah. When we talk about 14 days PTO, when we talk about maternity, paternity leave, we talk about our goal for the next three years is to get 401ks to all of our uh, full-time staff. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, we you can. need your customers to buy in. Yeah, we need yeah. our customers to understand that a eight dollar pint yeah. isn't about us, and you are buying a better community. That's such uh, unfortunately becoming washed um, by. Yeah. You just bought a, a product today. Yeah. Um, soy milk. Yeah. Soy milk from a big provider, and they're talking about saving rivers. Yeah, but I don't tell you how. That's starting to get complicated too because mm-hmm. the customer goes, "Oh, Low sure, washing. local. Yeah. I can yeah. just go get it faster, better, yeah. bigger, stronger um, somewhere else." Sure. Or you see the the Coors billboard on the side of the highway that says they've saved this much water. <laughs> yeah, which is like, true. Uh, they are doing that right they now. They bought an right. offset credit, or I don't yeah. know. I see. Yeah, but the yeah. truth is, it, anyone who got into business and feels like this is hard, get the fuck out right now. This is what it's like. You think COVID stuff? It's going to be something three years from now. You think yeah. marketing stuff? You think HR stuff? Right. If you think it's going to get easier, get out of here. This is not for you. Right. Any brewers in this going? This is so. I, my employees are bitching all the time, or whatever could be the possible statement. Yeah. Um. Damn it! Way to call me out, Jonathan. I feel like I got I got to step up tomorrow. This is it, my man. This is Shit. this is this is yeah, how it this goes. This is as good as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to buy into that, but I will buy into the stop complaining and get on with it, dude. Yeah. The work the work life balance <laughs> thing, by the way, is yeah. anyone who has an answer is lying. There's no yeah. answer to know what that is. Sometimes you work too much. Sometimes you work too little. Yeah. But. Okay, that's a good you, point. You getting feedback from your team is so important from everybody top to bottom saying, I'm not getting enough and here's what I'd like. Yeah. That has changed our company forever, for sure. Okay. Uh, there was times when we worked there too much. There's times when we aren't there enough. Yeah. Um, it's always about the balance of the moment will teeter the balance of the year. So, you know, you keep putting things on one side and on the other well that pendulum going or that you know going back and forth you view it one way your staff use it the other so an open feedback cycle is huge i'm not getting like brewer saying i'm not getting paid enough Mm -hmm. well let's look at the market let's talk about the market oh wow you're not getting paid enough you are under paid or hey we want to show you that you're actually dead on market yeah. And here's how you would get more money and a clear explanation. I see. And, and that right. that's a little different than just saying work life balance, get out there more. Well, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the profit sharing programs, that's not calling some you stuff like that we basic. built in. It's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. well, okay, how can we both mutually benefit from this? Let's let's talk about how much beer we brew, what kind of beer we brew, what the profitability of that beer is. And if we achieve those goals together, then it's going to go back to you in the brewery. So yeah. let's let's figure that out and be very transparent of how to construct it, even construct it with the employees. Ask right. them about it and say, would this motivate the team? Like, would this be useful? And I think that that's helpful. I mean, that's that's a way to sure. say, hey, it's not just about, and it's not going into our pockets because we're just dumbing it back in and creating new initiatives and having right. Johanna come in and change, you know, change the, the world. Well, it's official. Um, you guys are so good that I am not publishing this podcast until I'm ready to deal with my staff listening to it <laughs> is what's going to happen. So I'm sorry that you came all the way out here. This show will not be heard ever. Okay. Ever. Likewise. Anywhere. 
<laughs> let's talk about how we fuck up. We're, we're always ready for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Wait, let's talk about this beer. Uh, yeah. Knock yourselves down a little. <laughs> and I yes. will publish this episode. We have made a just... thousand mistakes ten times over. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we all have. Uh, Superstition Breakfast Stout. So, John... Um, this was a, a garage day. Yeah, this is like well evolution it, of a garage day. It's an evolution day. of a garage day beer, and I know every brewer out there who has like their original recipe ten years in is so proud that it somehow this is nothing like it is way better than what I was making, and I was probably listening to you or whatever back then. Right, and that's some credit. I don't, we do need to take a second and give that credit. What you have done, the open source here has affected so many brewers and so thank you very humbled to to be here i mean thank you john showed me this podcast what was it eight years ago and as a professional brewer i was it changed my life oh man i i can't believe that we're sitting here right now so thank you well i I appreciate you saying that i just had a conversation with someone the other day maybe it was you jonathan actually it might have been you where it was like (laughs) Yeah, people don't need podcasts and books and like like now it's just all it's all already out there and like but back in the day uh, we needed to get information out there. Right? So I appreciate you saying that. And now it's like well it's all out there, right? Yeah, well that's why this show to us you asked what we want to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah, culture is yeah. important because I think it's it's a, a clear. Okay, we've gotten to this point. What do we do next? Well. It, this, this ain't getting easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the headaches that we have faced in COVID, it's not going to get easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, you know, going back to the, why this is so important to taste a beer that it, it is nostalgic. Those garage days were awesome. Yeah, they were fucking great. I miss my garage. Studio. Yeah, they, they had. We yeah. had. I had a dog that would lap up all my work. Unfortunately, died of diabetes. No, but. yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, you killed your dog, man. That's so. The, the moral of the story is. Wart will I kill. I feel so bad for laughing. Yeah, Wart will kill. His name is Arthur. Hopefully it was long enough that it's not too yeah, soon for us to fuck with you. Rest in peace, arthritis. Okay. Yeah. Um, but those days were incredible. So to taste this, um, we give a lot of, we let our brewers tell us what they would like to do. Don't get me wrong, this isn't like, we'd like to put spaghetti in a mash or something. <laughs> right, but, yeah. But yeah. Ashley is like, this was too roasty for me. Here's why I'd like to change it. You go, that would be great. Let's see what our customer thinks. So Heck yeah. This is now... A version I think is acceptable, but Superstition Mountain Range is a, one of the 90 wilderness in Arizona, right outside our window. It's the closest one to us. Mm. And 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 I also, in the window cleaning days, um, I was cleaning someone's garage. I'm like, why does my coffee in here? And he, he started a coffee roasting company oh, called wow. Superstition Coffee Company. Oh, nice. So that's where the coffee came in. It's and delicious. It, it, it goes together. Yeah. Um, you know, coffee and beer will always be together. But... So, it is high we, in caffeine, so be mm, careful. Yes, we do have to get into the story element of this. And hold um, your beer up right here, Jonathan. Hold it into that camera so people can see. It. So, superstition coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's so clear. <laughs> it's so clear. Superstition coffee. Unfortunately, they did close up shop during COVID. Yeah. Um, so we started working with a coffee roastery down the road who is Crop to Cup, and so it's called Pachoto, and they, and they um, own a plantation in Brazil. Um, Julia, who owns the the company, her father has the plantation in Brazil, so they direct source all of the beans oh, and cool. make a cold brew concentrate. So we've switched from we one upped mm. ourselves. Wow, um, wow, which, which is a, wow. an amazing story. You know, it's family business. To, 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 
I, th- this is crazy to have a coffee plantation in Brazil as a Brazilian and come here and have a coffee roasting company. Yeah. You're not going to find that in many no, that's cases. Pretty so amazing. this, this coffee is like, to me, a big part of the beer, obviously. Yeah. 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 And, and just, to, just to coffee, great beer. no chocolate. No chocolate. Mm. Okay, so the chocolatey chocolate malt are yeah. from malt. It's exactly yeah. so that delicious. Baird, that that Baird's pale chocolate. Yeah, because there's plenty of like chocolate in there, isn't it? At some point. Yes, from well, the malt. Well, it's, I mean, it, it with like mm-hmm. a really great yeah, stout. Yeah, it's mapley. There's all kinds of like chocolate and caramel and treacle and all those flavors come sure. through in a well-made stout and yeah. with reduced roast it's like you can really mm-hmm. taste it yeah what's the yeah, ABV on this 10% or something yeah, nine? Uh, it's yeah. nine this seven. one's a little lower nine mm. one yeah oh. um, but the interesting note on culture with with the interplay yeah. with Julia is she opened a coffee shop and started roasting coffee in Chandler down the road and so said hey dad I have this shop and this business and we want to source from you and in the Brazilian culture, that wasn't really like, okay, cool. That's, I'm still going to sell to these middlemen. And she said, well, we can go direct to you and we can offer a better price. Yeah. They're but like, the what? cultural paradigm between the, the, the daughter father was not there. Interesting. And so it did take some time to deconstruct that yeah. and say, hey, let's go around that. I have a like legitimate business that's thriving here. And we can create strength on both sides. Right. So it's kind of interesting. To That's hear that. so interesting. Um, and just the loyalties involved. Humans are so interesting. And then when you add business and commerce, uh, yeah, old school business and commerce, right. like just. This is the way it's done. This is what we do. Yeah. 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 Uh, sorry, I have my like Italian forefathers. Yeah, yeah. This is what we do. I don't know. Uh, like, I think it's Sopranos. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's another delicious beer. You guys sent us some really great beer. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank really, you. everyone is right? shining like a brilliant star. It's yeah. so good. It's weird Routine. we didn't send the bad stuff. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it had to travel. You're like, oh, this is extra. Send it out there. Uh, believe it or not, it's happened before, Johanna. Well, we'll, where I'm like, say, I... we'll taste it on the show, and in, uh, collectively, Bevo and I will look at each other. We'll all go like, tell us about why did they send that? <laughs> like, yeah. what was wrong? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all wonderful beer. Uh, this is. It would be funny to uh, end this great podcast just talking shit about some breweries. Uh, <laughs> and I wish I could name some, but honestly, I don't even. Re- and I'm. And now I'm not being a politician either. I don't think I could remember one. Like, I know they've been in here. And and I, like I don't. Uh, breweries go through so much. They don't right? talk shit about each other. You go through so much well, to and get listeners, where you are. Listeners will ask, too. They'll be like, come on, every beer you have can't be good. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, no, you're right. I don't blatantly lie. Can we but talk I'm shit also about not defunct here breweries? Yeah. Yes, we can. About def- <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, those, can. those we can. Yeah. Actually, we can't even yeah. because there are still people. The people, the and they yeah, might move yeah, on. There's yeah. still people. Yeah. But our job is never to talk shit anyway. They're, they're all uh, you know, small business owners like us. So now, do I don't want to mislead my listeners and say, oh, my God, you have to try this whatever beer it was. We don't do that. This we'll just go. Pilsner is yeah, so good. no, but we'll just go like, oh yeah, no, that's a good pilsner. Like, how long did you lager it? Like, you just move on. Did you ferment you know this? I mean? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah. I can't. I don't remember the name of the brewery, but I do remember a specific time where the beer was actually really bad, and the brewer yeah. was like, "This isn't right." Oh, <laughs> they said it. To, oh, I don't even remember uh, that. We're in studio. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I was. I was definitely on one of those. Yeah, and they were like, no, this we is were not like, how this is supposed to taste. And we were okay. like, okay, oh, and they were like, oh, not so great. 
No, these are uh, delicious. That yeah. is nice, though, that, that they is not tonight. said this is off, just yeah. you're yeah. in the clear. Now, I will admit, and it's true for you, as it is any brewer that comes in the studio, the beer is always better when you talk to the people, when you hear the story behind it. So, and, and like I said, that's true for you, too. Like, honestly, I might try one of these beers in a week, and it won't be quite as good as I remembered it, because you guys are telling me the story of the farm and the and 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 admittedly your senses are they they react to that so beer is always better in the studio that's just a true yeah. story that's yeah. a We're, fact we would um like there's people like sean hill who owns hill farmstead yeah yeah we've had them on too okay yeah i'm just thinking of these these brewers that are just like even jean or um jeff stuffings at jester king where you you would say that's the best beer I've ever had. You, it would be believable. I, this is uh, Ashley and our team is incredible, but that's not truly what our ethos is. Yeah, we, really amazing products is what we want, but we don't even really submit to. We did submit this year, first yep. time, but that's never been. Wait, a, wait, wait. To where? Submit to, to World Beer Cup. You did. Yeah. To to 2022. Yep. Yeah. You won. Good. All right. Well, we. I'm clapping because I've had this conversation with you. Yes. And I had it at your pub, and I really liked your fucking beer. And you're like, no, we don't do that. We never enter. And I was like, okay. Like, I get it. I understand. I'm happy you entered. I think this is a good thing. It's, yeah. it's what Ashley wanted to do and Tim good. wanted to do. And it's it, – I, I don't want to say – because it does – I get worried, like, our team back home is like, wait a minute. We're not, but it is a 15-barrel converted kettle from an orange juice. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Pasteurizer. Yeah. We haven't invested in that side to say we're Russian. I mean, Vinny is a hero to but me. But that's okay. It's hard we're to not have the Russian confidence, you know? Right. I understand. To say yeah. well, you're and you're in the box. And you're yeah. investing yeah, yeah. in something that would be a huge deal for her. Yes. Like, yes, honestly, yes. that's what's right. important about right. this. If she wins a World Beer Cup medal, oh. it's like, go home. Like, that's, <laughs> you yep. know, that's right. a yeah. huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so as, as so I've broadcast the World Beer Cup and the GABF, all of them for a good 10 years now. And I don't get paid great to do it, but I love the BA. But my favorite thing about it is watching brewers receive their award. Yep. I fucking love it. I That's tear cool. up. I tear up every year to this we day. Cry every, together I get back there. We year. would. I it's, obviously when it's my friends, that's even more, but sometimes it'll be a stranger. So I don't know, Ashley, but if I I, you can read their, and I'm looking at their face on a big high definition camera on my screen. I'm like in the back, and I'm telling you, I'm just there pushing buttons to make sure the world can see it. And I love seeing brewers win those awards. Teresa is right. It's there. There's some kind of validation there. There's just some kind of something that it's. It's like winning an Oscar. Like if that was your career, if that yeah, was your it's, genre, it's like winning the beer Olympics. It's a big old yeah. deal. So I'm and glad you you guys are doing that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it it really it's yeah. A I get huge teary deal. every year. It's cool. I know. I like I I was on you know the BA does their Instagram. I was on a video because Re- revision won the last beer cup, and it was like mm. oh mm-hmm. you know here's a post to remind brewers to register for yeah. <laughs> World Beer Cup, and here I am like. Hell yeah! I like, get so excited. The goofiest video. I'm standing and cheering and screaming for these guys because, like, they're my friends, and I'm so happy that they won. Teresa won California won. Brewer of the Year. Oh. You know, just yeah. a couple years ago. I won. Not some too long ago. It's so cool. No, it's a big deal. All of ca- California's a big there, old beer market. Yeah, California? It's a big old beer market. We googled so, it. Really didn't. So actually, 
you're not our first Bre- didn't beardy win it once too or no, did he so win something he else? won he won um california i thought and that's I- what you won no, so there's Cal State Fair, and then uh, there was CCBC. I won CCBC. You won the big one. He won the State Fair. He won the State Fair. He got the shitty one. Yeah. Teresa got, got the no, big one. He got some It wasn't near. shitty. Yeah, he got the, like, everybody gets a trophy. Wait, what's that thing you get uh, the fair, the, the dessert? <laughs> like the, in, the, yeah. the fried stuff. He got it's that. A, yeah, he got that. The uh, fried stuff. These things yeah. are a big deal. Funnel cake. So. Funnel cake, thank it's you. It's a huge deal. I, I'm, yeah. you know, like, cool. that's, that's how... We as brewers figure out how good we are, and it's really important. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm happy that you're supporting. It's it. also peer recognition, right? Because it's not For just sure. some people's choice vote. It's peer recognition. Yeah. I feel like yeah. so glad you guys. And are it, here. And I'll be there. I'll like, be broadcasting it. It's right. a it's a you know verification of what you think you've been doing and doing well. So yeah, it's important. Yeah, I I, I love. Like what you said means a lot. The idea that brewers are just like, wow, this is the one of the great moments for me. I and and I would love our team to feel that. I really would. Yeah, would it, it's just special. a cool thing, and it's easy. Of course, you know every every competition in the world has its biases and has its this or that, but there is something kind of magical about it. And when it all comes together, so like like we're both fans of Firestone. Yep. Okay, yep. well, Firestone... So we're annoyed by that. Uh, <laughs> cool. Well, when they won at GABF year after year after year, when they had that streak, you, you start to realize, okay, it's not all biases. There's, there's something to that. that. That's not a fluke. Yeah. They didn't pay somebody to win. Like, that's a consistency, right? And it, to me, that lends validation to the awards. So when I see smaller breweries and all people, yeah, it's just, it's How really significant. Biases? Is it because it's all blind, right? Just significant, yeah. So not not on purpose. Just okay. just yeah, just like hum- human biases. Okay, yeah, that's what I mean. You know, I there's see. always something because humans taste everything and have to uh, place their knowledge against the style of the beer, for example. But yes, it's oh, all blind. Sub- not just subject subjective. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's I just see. yeah. Subjective biases by yeah. judges. What you know? Maybe they got drunk they the night like, before. Maybe whatever they was, like to drink. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe they had too much coffee that morning. Like, mm-hmm. there's those things that are flukes, right? That's palate errors. Yes, that just happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and like, you know, sometimes the judges have a a a view on beer that's a little bit older or more in the past than what brewers are doing right now. So, like, you know, Wait, is there a smoothie sour category? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I yeah. don't. I don't know. I'm not entering it. It's not a big deal for me. This is the diabetes side of beer. <laughs> yeah. This is a diabetic this is category. Diabetes and category. bronze in diabetes. <laughs> I have to yeah. say, Willard like Scott we with, we with, never with, enter IPAs. We always Willard enter Scott. these like lager categories. Yes. So like you know, yeah, we're just we're <laughs> we're playing to our strengths. So to say, yeah, so to speak. it's a good strength. That's yeah. like a you know industry strength. We well, all, we I mean, it's that. like that's the beer that we all love. So like, yeah, I don't know why not excel it. That's that beer. right. Do you think that they pour it over like a six minute period and give it the proper care? When no, they try it? As no, you I, I definitely don't hold out any hope that anyone's treating the beer nicely. This yeah. is I'm entering a six minute pilsner, <laughs> and I'm gonna need, and I'm giving you instruction on how to pour it to the judges. <laughs> We all we all say a prayer over the beer. Yeah. We lay on it and just say, "Baby Jesus, please like take yeah. care of this beer." You sage it. 
Yeah, we sage, we yeah. smudge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, we said it to Sierra Nevada. In the sage IPA. Bless you, Sierra Nevada, for, you for, didn't, for drinking our beer all the way to Denver. You didn't send off the beer yet, right? Uh, that's like... It's a ways weeks. away. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up. Okay, listen to me. Okay. There's a show on the Brewing Network. I'll find it and I'll send you a link. And I think there's one with Matt, and there's one with another brewer that Matt trained about how they package and send beer to the competition. This is not me insulting your intelligence. I'm yeah. sure you know how to package your beer. Can you send but, that to me too? But these, yeah, yeah. but these guys were like, look, we know how to package beer, but competitions are different. And there's this is the yeah. way we do it. There's like a special way because, like you know. Extra ice or well, something? Well, I don't no. know what, but you're shipping it off. And like, don't just send your normal packaging line to the, not that it's not great. I'm yeah. sure oh, your yeah, packaging yeah. is so, great. So not, do, you guys, do you guys have a canning line? I'm just saying. Uh, no, we have a mobile canning line. Okay, there are so, little tricks to the trade. Don't send your mobile canning do line not, beer to the competition. Do not send cans. I, I will do not tell do you it. right what now. What are we supposed to do? We, get a counter won. pressure bottle filler. Yeah, go to morebeer.com and get uh, what do you call that thing? The, the like a Blick- beer. It's the Blickman beer gun. Blickman beer gun. Blickman beer gun. Yeah. Yeah. We, are you saying that's going to have a lower DO than, yeah. I am, than I am I am absolutely this, telling you the this. The ones that we can check. And I'm telling you I've cans, never won yes. a major Kyle award off a beer that has been canned by my canning okay. line. I'm hoping, like, I'm going to so bypass you. Are... I'm going straight to Ashley here. I'm going okay. to Ashley. Yeah. Go She's to Ashley in charge. And I'm going to send her these links, and then we're going to let her decide. It's her beer. Is it's that fair? Can we... yeah. I mean, so Johanna, GBF... can, we, can we all agree from an HR standpoint? Fuck these two. <laughs> it's it's They're it's fine. Ashley's beer, and and she's submitting it to the competition. I'm going to send her the materials, and she gets to decide. Hundred percent. Does this sound fair? For sure. I feel like it's fair. Yeah. It's Patrick, fair. it's one hundred percent fair. I agree with you one hundred percent. But Justin and I no, had no, a yelling. We had a yelling match in the yeah. middle of the street in Denver. You and I did. He, yes, because <laughs> this sounds he like was a like, sober story. Yeah. He was yeah. like. You did what? You sent cans to oh, yeah, GBF? I was so mad. Yeah, he was super mad. Mm-hmm. And I, I you think you really was care right. about this subject. I what do. are the deals on your cans? I do. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a deal meter. Mm. Okay. Yet. So a pro. First of all, your can bottle. will never reach a do of bo- if you had a bottling line and canning line, right? Yeah. Right. Your bottling line is always going to be better. Yeah. This the Russian River. Mentality taught us this yes. long yeah. ago. Yeah, but we don't have a bottling. We don't have the ability to just yeah. just get a Blickman beer gun. Mm-hmm. That's but all. What you about need. light? Or are you just not? No d- brown bottles. That? Brown bottles. And just put it in there real quick. And well, like, yeah, keep no, it these cold are, all dude, the time. If we win a bunch of awards, this this show is going to be for our bottled <laughs> beer that doesn't uh, exist. And if you lose, I'm just a piece of shit who like disrupted <laughs> yeah. your we get your easy process. Yeah, it'll take you two whole days, but they're super worth it. Okay, I, two I, days. I, like, yeah, it takes two days to fill one bottle. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not willing to spend two days, Patrick, I don't have time for you. No, I know why you never entered. I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll have to give you the prescription after the show. It's like okay. super long. I don't so. even remember the whole process. I just yeah. remember doing the interview and going like, "What? Holy yeah. shit!" So you're saying Matty B takes a Blickman beer gun on a ten? No, I'm sure he no, has. No, Matt's a, not the gun. I'm sure he has a counter pressure filler, okay. and yeah. I actually have one also. 
But they're not just pulling it off the bottling line, is what I'm saying. It's right, not just right, like, right. Don't don't take your million dollar bottling line. Yeah, can't pr- that's, yeah. They're that like they're at the time when CO2 they were winning, chamber. it was only a two hundred million dollar bottling line. For first of all, so yeah, I get it. <laughs> get this homebrew gun. It's way better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get this thirty five dollar homebrew gun. Don't you? Love I them? see what you're doing, Patrick, and it you know and it makes sense when you say just, it. Just put pointing okay, out. Okay, but other. at the same time, in this studio, when hey, they David, describe it to me, I'm like, your wow. ranch and uh, come in and. Can fill a bottle with order this Blickman beer g- yeah. and I need to come I love you like honestly I can't believe you guys do mobile canning but also you should just buy a like if if you buy a DO meter then you can bypass this whole line of speakers right because then you'll know yeah it's a lot of work yeah. you can't okay. send cans but period don't seriously. send cans okay. no what about no crawlers no <laughs> oh that's <laughs> even worse <laughs> So I get a lot of the... All of our respect is now gone. That's pretty cool. Because I've been to a bunch of the judging (laughs) sessions, too, I get a lot of the spoils, like the... And you know what the worst beers that are in the the rejects? Crowlers. Crowlers. Crowlers are terrible. He was joking, by the way. We're way too professional for that. Crowlers, yeah. Uh, we just sent a glass growler. That would be the best. I'm going to send... I was going to suggest just send a clear glass growler. Just go for it. That's right. If you put a lot uh, of even, electrical tape, you're good. Don't even... Um, then you're fine. Yeah, that's true. Don't even pack it. Just just send it. <laughs> yeah. See what put happens. a label on the can <laughs> the itself. No box. Just a label no on the can and send it that no way. I'll just write the don't brewing forget your brewery number. <laughs> number. Yeah. Honestly, it would yeah. probably be handled pretty carefully. All right. Listen, I'm telling you, there's a thing to this. Yes. God damn it. Pat, the okay. way he talks about it makes him sound yeah. like I'm yeah. an idiot. But it's going to work. Just trust me. Listen okay. to these guys and see what's up. Okay. Actually, I don't know why I'm talking to you. I'm going to talk to Ashley about it, yep. and she's going to decide. We'll see what's up. Ashley, uh, she's going to have to put the work in to do it. So. <laughs> yeah, she's going to yeah, be like, she's, she'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. The organization of this yeah, um, yeah. seems it's, easy, but yeah. we know it's not. Yeah. yeah. We need expensive equipment at all times, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. can't be using these cheap guns. You and Blickman Google. beer guns. We bought, the, the, I got to talk about this real quick. I'm very excited about it. We bought a juicer, and it's changed our lives. Brewers yeah, he's been, he's been like personally or at the brewery? He's been calling it the new brewer. He's been calling it the new brewer. Ashley called it the new brewer. Where you put where you put like fruits in Citrus, and it squashes them. Yes. yes. <gasps> so it's like a hopper. Yeah. And we've been trying to solve this for the past five years because we hand cut every single piece of fruit just and like just and this is so it's ridiculous important. we're not talking about like the pinwheel of oranges that's like down at the local yes. like burrito place like that's not what you got you got like a it's hopper like, and it's like that but okay. but like the pro version. there's like three pinwheels okay, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. so yeah. you can take a case of citrus and just dump it on top and then it runs down and, and it'll cut it in half and then it'll you know get you pure juice okay. no pith yeah. Yeah. Right. And we have a this little rotato thing. We've that, tried everything. That we're pulls not the zest off. This isn't rookie Amazing. talking. We've tried every juicer because we're buying five thousand pounds of Arizona citrus a year. Okay. And the rind will come out. This, this It'll machine we've tried a fermentation. It's like yeah. oh, heck so yeah. many problems. And you just said it zests too. This doesn't. Okay. We we have a like it's a the bigger version of a rotato <laughs> okay um so it'll do a double pass on the the citrus but anyone who wants to do like full citrus processing this is this is what you have to do I what's mean, it, it called do you want to promote it um 
I mean, it's a big company. They're they're yeah. in like hotels, Zoomex. Oh yeah, this is the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But yeah. I think I'm I'm like envisioning a smaller version of it. But yeah, yeah, it's it's funny that that's what fixed all this. But we were trying everything, expensive juicers, and this one just comes along and Nails we used it. to have kitchen help come in and and have to cut this stuff. It's it's life changing. Yeah. Wow, Burberry. Okay. Who's using real anyone who's yeah, yeah has struggles with real fruit because that's that truly is a huge struggle of ours because yeah. we say we will not use purees. That's not who we are. Right, but it's. So cost effective and so easy, but yeah. we're going to take this hard path. Does if it's it, going to take us three days to do it, that's a problem. We're, <laughs> yes. we're telling you this because yeah. you gave us such great information. We must. I love this. Yes. Yeah. You're now giving it to our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Way to pass it yeah. on. All right. Anyways, just had to mention that. I love it. All right. Listen, we got to go. All right. Did we miss anything important? I'm sure we missed a lot. Uh, backpacking. You know, stuff like that. Get out there more. We did. Yeah, we talked about that. Let's just say, how about we do a little P? Let's do a PSA very quickly. Okay. Uh, Because Jonathan and I were talking about this before the show. We all were. Um, Actually, I really love what Johanna contributed about diapers Diapers. in the in the wilderness. Uh, Listen, Sedona's filled with diapers. uh, Yeah. Yeah. We were kind of just we were lamenting that you know during COVID. outdoorsiness, if that's a word, has uh, skyrocketed, right? Whether it's an RV or a tent or a truck or whatever you do, it's skyrocketed. And then I made up this statistic that like 75% of you have never even camped before. And we were just noted, Jonathan had noted, all of you had noticed in your Arizona wilderness that there's an environmental impact that is 100% avoidable by people leaving garbage, and doing dumb things, actually, fucking it up. Yes. Fucking it up. Fucking Not it up. listening to the don't fuck it up ethos, right? So While our... drinking a don't fuck it up. <laughs> Lately, oh my up. god, have you found one of those out in the wilderness? Because that would be that such like yet. a like a knife oh, no, in no, the, no. yeah, right? You're yeah. like fuck. I need to know this we name. We're banning right them. Yeah. I call in hazards. Well, it wouldn't be your fault. I would want to find a way to ban them from ever purchasing yeah. from you again. Right? We get forensics yeah. on it. Yeah. What was this? <laughs> um, so our PSA, I think, is look. You know, get out there. And enjoy the world. And don't stay locked up at home. That's not good for your mental health, okay? But, you know, when you're out there, the Brewing Network has had a a very simple ethos since we started. It's don't be a dick. It's always been like the core of what we do. It's the number one rule. It actually allows us to screw up a lot. Because if we just didn't mean to be a dick, we like followed our own rule. Sorry. But don't, you know, pick up your garbage. Johanna, diapers? Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so, why? Yeah, like the mayor of Sedona had to go on the radio and just be like, please stop throwing your diapers onto our scenic trails. Yeah, it's called Love to Death, where these places get popular on Instagram, and then people just show up in groves and and fall off the edge or whatever happens. But diapers? Uh, I don't feel like this PSA is going to work, but we have to say it. Because I don't understand the mentality. There should be training wheels to this, though, right? (laughs) Okay. So it should be... Let's give you the steps to get here. And and actually, working with state parks, we've thought of this a little bit. Go to a state park first. Like we made a beer with state parks and and learned a lot about how they go through this. They get worse. They're they're like you should hear our stories. Oh god, you, yeah. you think diapers is bad? You should hear what people right. are leaving. Okay, yeah. yeah. But and at least it's it's training wheels on how to then go because that's camp like an organized campground at the state park. There's a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. all of these things. So don't go straight to primitive camping camping and yeah. wilderness areas first. Like let's phase it in. We should. Yeah. 
See, because I, I don't even understand the mentality. Like, I don't know how you can just drop things on the ground. You don't do it at your house, do you? Do you just walk through your living room and drop your kid's diaper on the living room floor? You don't. So I don't. I already don't understand that the, there are people that do that. I think beer's the problem. <laughs> I guess. Uh, acro beer, macro beer. This is okay, the topic I've that... been drunk in the wilderness, and I pick it all up. Anyway. Pack in. You pack out. That's right. Yeah. Take, That's right. Take, yeah. It's got to say it on the Bebo. side of the can, though. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're heading out there in droves, and I and I don't think that's a bad thing, uh, per Yeah, this se. this would be good for me to just shut the fuck up, because I can go on an hour on this one. It, it, yeah. it, the, the natural side of our world is more important than what we've built. And when you can... Uh, uh, when you can figure out that our job is to adapt to nature and not have it adapt to us, life yeah. is so much better. It's not, you know, we flew in, and it's really nice to see the Sierra Nevadas packed with snow. That's a system. That's yeah. a system that's naturally there for us to get the free water that's coming off of it. When you start to, you know, and this is tree-hugging hippie stuff, but this no, is... No, but we this, in California need that bad, by the way. Yeah, this this is yeah. how we, we should be adapting to that. Yeah. And and right now, I think there is more... We can afford... Everyone can afford a truck right now and go further than ever. We're very privileged. Yeah. I mean, 50 years ago, the idea that everyone has access to a loan to get a truck to do that. Right. So there does need to be some education on it. We hope to be a brewery that can do that. Mm-hmm. And let's be real. The, the trash is the least of the problem of what we're talking about. The oh. bigger... The, what we're, the bigger problems we're talking about, yeah. the water... The I biodiversity. See. I mean, I trash see. is an issue. I was issue. like, really? Shit. Trash is an issue. But you're right, but, yeah. I mean, that's a small, just visual <laughs> issue. Like, don't well, litter. But there are much bigger issues on this planet. Yeah. Well, and despite the atmospheric river that's happening in California, like, the the water, the people are on the end of the water project are like, I want my water, and they're getting 15%. Yeah. Yeah. I right. just heard today of, water of what right. they have asked for. So, like, despite how we think we're in the gold, like, we're super not. No. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. not even it's close. It's less no. bad. We had a great December and a horrible yeah. January already. Exactly. But atmospheric yeah. rivers are unique because they only are isolated areas. Yeah. 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 So this widespread. Right. Snow. Which worked for us for our snowpack and a little bit for our reservoirs and us. I'm just talking about California here. Yeah. But then it's been, but yes, it was isolated to one spot. Great for our spot. And now it's been dry again. January, it's going to yeah. be in February. Like, it's over. Like, the wet is we, over for California. We brew a beer every year with the Wildland Firefighting um, Group. Mm. We had 19 uh, gentlemen who passed away in, mm. a, in a fire famously, oh. um, what, nine years ago. Granted, Mountain Hot Shots in Yarnell, um, all 19 passed from a, a terrible wildfire that was a pretty big deal. So we've gotten close to that world. We make a beer with uh, the widow of... Um, the the captain of that crew mm. and she's incredible but we learn a lot about that scenario yeah and we're gonna end with dystopia here so okay. that yeah. scenario yeah. is horrible for nature yeah. to get one good snow means growth mm. yeah. and to not have late snowpack means june will be fire season You're right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's gonna like that's gonna be yeah. the new thing is every time you get that one really nice atmospheric river not, it yeah. will mean now that the forest will burn and so we yeah. we will be going through a cycle every year of fear <laughs> like truly yeah we will be like oh shit it snowed a bunch that means yep. it's gonna melt there's no snow in february and march right 
that means there's no snowpack into right. June. And yeah. that will be, again, if you're a brewery, doesn't mean you need to be conservation-based. Just remember your community. There, yeah. you know, Even if it's a local firefighting or whatever, it, it, you're bringing stories to your social media that a beer drinker might not have thought about. Sure. Even the don't fuck it up thing that you're talking about, even just saying diapers, like yeah. there might be a beer drinker who orders a beer and goes, you know, I learned something today. Like the wilderness is going to get in trash. Like I should consider... <laughs> Yeah, that more, and that's like what you buy. Yeah. yeah, that's the education piece that I think all breweries don't. Again, don't need to be us and conservation based. Yeah, but can say a little something about shit you don't believe in. Uh, sure. We saw some breweries talk about Black Lives Matter. We saw some breweries talk about you know, um, it, I, I could go down the list of things that matter. Yeah. that yeah. is important in the community. Yeah, and and to end with the utopian. Uh, yeah, the more we do it, the yeah. more we we help. Yeah, we can so be a conduit. Now, <laughs> I was feeling good. I was so happy you guys were here. Can we talk real I'm quick? Just, just mention that we're on our first ever water restriction in the yeah. Colorado River Basin. Oh, it's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the because the drought starts in Colorado this yeah. right around. Yeah, that's so there's no snowpack there. Yeah. So as of January first, oh shit, Arizona's right. farmers. It's really impacting farmers. Have a water restriction, the first ever that the federal government put into place <laughs> since late. Mead was and the Hoover Dam was built. Mm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. again, it, uh, <laughs> damn, it, it's some one good it's, rain. It's you know, significant. Like, yeah, just a couple like mild like, warning signs. It's oh. not real, Patrick. It can't be real. Yeah. it's not up. human. Don't look. The movie. Oh, don't look God. up. Watch so it. So <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I read a bunch of bad reviews, and I was like, that sounds awful. And then my friends were like, No, dude, you got to watch this. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it's, it's fun. Very good. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get us out of here. Uh, I want to thank you for for making the voyage here. Uh, I appreciate that. It's been fun Uh, over the past decade. Thank you for having us. Getting to know you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we've gotten to know each other in different ways over the past decade. Johanna, I'm I'm really glad that you're there um, because they need you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so true. Just really. Uh, I like the way you guys uh, do business in in general. I've been learning a lot from you over the last couple years. I will continue to do so. Um, I think you are setting an example and, and creating a blueprint. And, and I know that that's your, your intention, but um, you know maybe stop enough to make sure you know that you actually are succeeding in doing that. We will tell um, our staff that. I, they, this is just us talking. Our sure. staff's living this, and it's serious. When I listen to you, I'm learning. I, I really am. I don't mean that in, in any other way but the truth. So uh, you know, keep, keep doing that. And I can tell, and I think it comes across, to, to and I know it's going to come across to my listeners, that you guys mean what you say, and that, that's important. Um, you're walking the walk and talking the talk and, and, and hiring folks to help you do that. And, and that's, that's all difficult stuff. That's complicated. So I appreciate you taking that on. Um, Teresa, I'm happy to have you back Teresa, in the studio. Teresa, what a pleasure, by the way, to get yes. to know you. Oh, yeah, 100%, fun. you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I have tons of respect for you. I can't wait to come try more of your beers than ones idea. we had tonight. Uh, Super delicious. Yeah, collaboration don't idea. Yeah. Don't fuck I, it up. That is a cool yeah. fuck up across idea. the world. Uh, yeah, yeah, I will proselytize that throughout California yeah. happily. I love That's, this idea. Uh, yeah, I love yeah. this idea. I, you guys are kicking ass. Let's and be like uh, uh, Captain Planet. We'll all, yeah, put our rings together. <laughs> there you yeah, go. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll be back next week. We've got the brand new director of the American Homebrewers Association, Julia Hers, on the show. And we've uh, spoken with her uh, throughout the years uh, in, in many different roles. And now she's the uh, Homebrewers Association director. So I'm excited to get to know her again and find out what's happening over there for homebrewers who, you know, they drive the craft beer world. Uh, 
We didn't get to talk about how you were a Gordon Biersch guy, Pat. Ah, Damn it. Next time. Right. We'll have you back. It's great yeah. stories. We'll have you back. I know. Yeah. Cliffhanger. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next time right here on the Brewing Network. Take care of yourselves and your beer. 